You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, this is Mike. A few months back, I was given the assignment of creating a new promo for the Air Station One podcast. I figured I had a ton of time, but I kind of got distracted. Go figure. And we realized we had somehow missed our deadline. So here I am late at night trying to figure out something creative to get you to listen to our show. I guess I could just use my announcer voice. Listen to the Earth Station One podcast. For almost nine years, we've been bringing your inner geek out to play. We are a founding member of the ESO Network, and you can find us up on most media players like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. I think that might work. Welcome to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. I am your host, the monster. We are Venom. I got my own parasite. Parasite? Sorry, sorry, Venom. I I meant symbiote. That's better. What do you do for fun around here? I want to do a podcast with you. What the hell is a podcast anyway? Well, it's a weekly show where I talk about the latest news in sci-fi, movies, and TV. You're such a nerd. Now I'm a loser on two planets. The Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. So we're going to be using the new soundtrack for this one? We have a new soundtrack for this. And may or may not have other audio cues included. <laughs> you had voices. Well, that's the other thing. I would love to see if we have one of those moments that I'm like, we'll throw in one of our funny interactions and put that in the beginning. Just as, I don't know if it would be funny or not. It's a big it's, it's a, it's, it's not a big fucking bird. It's a vulture. Gene. That was a Michael big Keaton? Michael Keaton's really... Birdman! Birdman! <laughs> See? That's the cue right there. <laughs> we'll put that into the movie. Into the Wait, beginning. no! I'm out here! No! Oh, okay. Just... All right. So, we're ready. Remember, drink it all so that you can pee it right back out. <laughs> are you are are you are you done wetting your whistle? <laughs> You're Wheaton. Go ahead. Let's All go. right. So it is now three fourteen p.m. of Friday, January eleventh. This is our first podcast of twenty nineteen. We're in the middle of a park. Middle of a park. Looking back at. 2018. So, if you don't know this by now, you're listening to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. I'm your host, the Monster, back finally after months in the void. Now join with... Hey, it's me, Mr. Gene. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Gene. Good to know. And knowing is half the battle. (laughs) Wow. All right. So, we haven't done this in quite some time. And even though we talk with each other on the phone quite often, it feels like we're still doing a podcast, but we're just not recording it. It still feels like we need to still do this. And we've gone through some crap in our lives that, you know, stuff happens, gets in the way, 
And then, of course, the, the holidays show up, and I'm like, forget it. There's no way I can do anything productive or fun like doing a podcast, at least nothing of my own podcast. I still do some at the library, but I just can't do our podcast on a weekly basis that I used to do and deal with the holidays and deal with the other personal crap. So it's just a lot of stuff to, to manage. Yes, but like we're doing this today. Life finds a way, Monty. It did <laughs> find a way. January 11th <laughs> at 3.16 p.m. So we haven't done a park or we haven't done an outdoor podcast together since we did Wonder Woman back when we saw the trash panda. I'm <laughs> 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 just walking around looking for pizza. Um, so it turned out to be perfect because we found a gazebo that had a power outlet that I can plug in my sounding board and my You've microphone. Got power. Yeah, I that's got power. great. Because otherwise I was going to use my phone and I'm like, oh, I can still manage. But then I couldn't see my notes that are on Google Docs and I can't get the Wi-Fi signal from. So I wasn't sure how I was going to do this, but it worked out fine. It worked out better than I expected. Cool. We haven't done the podcast yet. We're just right. Exactly. <laughs> it could all go downhill from here. <laughs> we haven't started. There are younglings running around in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. So if you hear that in the background. There are kids there, I guess, they are doing some kind of party that I guess they're doing some kind of Fortnite dance as well. Third party authorization. They're fine. Yeah. But I'm like, shouldn't they still be in school? But I guess they're getting out. But in any case, I've worked on this list for the movies that... Did you check it twice? No. Did you find out who's not or nice? No. I did not. Well, Santa Claus has already been here. <laughs> I got clothes. It's all right. <laughs> I got a thing, my Bob. You have 20. But I want more. All right. Bright young women, sick of, yeah. So, I'd like we two. have number of, a number of different topics we're going to be talking about. Movies that we did see in 2018. Movies that we didn't get to see in 2018. Um, and of the movies that we did get to see, we'll talk about our favorites and those that we did not like. Uh, we're also going to be talking about podcast, not podcasting. We're going to be talking about soundtracks that, um, for me, it was a big deal for me to listen to because that's how I kind of get into movies much better through soundtracks. So I want to give you some recommendations on that. Thank you, Hoopla. And if you have a library card, for gosh sakes, get the Hoopla app. It helps yeah. you so much. It, it really is an awesome thing to have. Um, and then lastly, we'll talk about... Um, stuff that we were looking forward to in 2019 of course that is to be uh determined as far as the dates because everything is always changing so uh, think about the future <laughs> go back to the future Gene. and then of course we have a future we all have a future it's all, whatever you make it right so make it a good one <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those situations for us that you know we may have a topic and then we'll go off that topic. <laughs> so this will be a hot topic. But um, boom. And then we'll come back to the or original box topic. lunch, you know. Or box just, lunch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. We don't have sponsorship for these things. We no. Say oh, speaking of which, I've been wanting to do a sponsorship. And I'm like. We've got we, the ESO network. Well, no, no, no. I'm not like a sponsor for the show. Like, I'm going to do a plug for a show, right? Can it be underoos? The underwear that's funny they, they don't make those anymore, Gene. I know, but. For a while, they not did. in your size. Let's, let's specify. It's too tight, so tight. 
You have gnats, don't you? Not anymore. So the thing is, if we had a sponsor. If we were a rich man. Squirrel. Because we're in a park. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that one of my New Year's resolutions is to start and do more cooking this year. So I got HelloFresh. Now, this is an unpaid sponsor. Let's see how well this goes over. So you've been doing this for two days. Two Tell days. me what's been going on with this. <laughs> so if you answer my promo code, I don't know what the promo code would be. Again, this is... <laughs> Check the links down below. <laughs> Jesus. Remember to hit the bell for the next <laughs> icon uh, for my next uh, indication of a podcast. But, yeah, that's a lazy bicycle. I know. You can't even pedal. You just ride around. Anyway, see, we're getting sidetracked. Squirrel. <laughs> so, I subscribed to HelloFresh. And with the initial... Um, hasn't made you sick yet. No, it hasn't made me sick, and that's the kind of good thing. You don't want to buy a box that makes you fill the box of shit that you just ate. But you want to make sure is that you have something that's really interesting and good to have. Because every time that I try to cook at home... Uh, it's like the usual stuff, you know, the bland chicken and rice aroni and, and corn, which somehow stays whole. But <laughs> you, you're going for that. <laughs> but that's you know, a corny joke. Let's keep going. Ah, uh, corny. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, every once in a while, you're like, well, why can't the food that I get from outside taste as good as I do it inside? It doesn't. Because I suck at cooking. Or at least the stuff that I make is very blah. So with the menus that I, or the options that I picked, the three options that I picked, I had, don't worry, Gene, no one's listening to the podcast. <laughs> Time is irrelevant at this point, because if they made it this far, they're not going to be looking at their watch. It's time and relative dimensions in space, uh, Not with this promo. Keep going. <laughs> so I picked the three meals that I had uh, in mind on the menu, and I have it delivered, and I did the first two already. She's not. She's going fast, but going nowhere. Um, going nowhere fast. Nowhere. Song from Streets of Fire. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go. Um, so it was really good, and I really was happy with the way the food came out already there. All you got to do is just kind of chop it, prepare it, cook it. It's foolproof. It's foolproof. I can't say fool. See, I'm already screwing up. Foolproof. Proof. You fix it in editing. This we'll do it in editing. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. So, so if yeah. I was going to get a, a sponsor, I would say, hey, I already posted a couple of pictures of the meals that I made for you, HelloFresh. So in return, I expect you to sponsor this by, I don't know, giving me more free meals. Yeah, how, did that, how did that work out with you and more Rosanna? What's her food. name for the, the nerdy nummies? She never answered you. We will never speak of the nerdy nummies. Ever show the pictures? Show. I love to see your foods. I love to see how you do things. And yeah, that, she, you did that. That's she never why responded. I don't watch her anymore. She broke my heart. <laughs> she is dead to me. You're not watching anymore. Now you're just stalking. Okay. Just no, no, that's not legal in the state. Is it? stalking? I think that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, I'd like okay. I'm doing this of my own free will. And I'm saying that I actually like 
eating HelloFresh. Now, I'm going to try other box meals, prepping services like uh, Blue Apron or Healthy Chef or okay. whatever. And we'll keep going with this. Right. We'll see how far we get with free meals. <laughs> but you realize that if you try different companies and they see that you try different companies and you've advertised them all, they, they may not, you know. But then they'll get my unbiased truth saying I like Blue Apron over... You've already put competition in, you in see the how, media. You see how it's all working out? It's all part of the plan. So 2019 sponsorship. All right, so let's get on to the goddamn subject at hand. Which Thank is you. The crap that we saw in 2018. Or rather, let's talk about the movies that we didn't get to see. Because there's a lot. There, there's, there's so many things out there. I, I mean, we are, we are a pop culture kind of uh, nerdy uh, podcast, you know, and so we try to keep uh, that topic. But there's so many things out there, so many diverse things, you know. And I, I really regret not being able to go and see everything. I really wanted to. I just ran out of time. And it's unfortunate because there are things that we kind of stick to. Like if Discovery was on right now, we would make sure we would watch Discovery at least well, once I a week. I would watch it. Yeah, you, you'd watch it out of spite and anger. I would wait until hatred you in your heart. I stop watching so that I can watch it after you're done watching it. Um, but there's there's shows that we would stick with religiously throughout the week, throughout the month, because it's on. I don't watch Doctor Who anymore. And, right. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have time. I'm sorry. And, and there's other, other things that I'm like, okay, we watch. have to make time for because it's a must. And those movies didn't really disappoint us. But, I mean, there's very few that I can say that this was a waste of my time. But there were just some that you just could not fit it in. But there's so much out there. The thing is, like, even, I mean, we're, we're doing primarily movies here. But we've also introduced the, the category of streaming services and Netflix. Because there's so much programming out there. Yeah. It's not just movies now. Because there's so many things competing for your time uh, to watch and your attention. And there's so many... So much good stuff out there. Um, so it's been an interesting year, and the, the format of things is, is changing. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how many movies I wanted to see, and then like three months later, it's out on DVD, and it's like March or April. I'm like, well, great. Right. Perfect. And in the time that I didn't do a podcast, I was doing a lot of catching up with movies on DVDs because we just didn't have enough time to do that during the summer. But I also would like to discuss the idea that so many changes. The movie theaters are trying to compete. Mm -hmm. the, the, the nice luxury seating they have now. Reclining seats is great. Right. And the assigned seating, so you know no one's going to be in your seat. Right. And the, the A-list thing, you can for nineteen ninety nine, you can give AMC some money and see three movies a week. Right. That is amazing. And that's exactly what I thought I think we need to do that because now that my shift or my schedule has changed to Fridays which you should be hearing this podcast on a regular basis from this point on, unless that gets changed. But if we see those movies on a Friday, first thing in the morning, perfect. We can talk about that and be more timely in our review. <laughs> and be angry, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> but it would just be more, uh, you know, if we make it a habit of every Friday or every other Friday, there's a big blockbuster coming out, at least we can just stay on topic. And kind of have things ready for that weekend or the next day. That's our problem. Because if we have to schedule that time and something happens, we may not get back to being able to watch it together. 
and I get to see something that you didn't see and vice versa. <laughs> or we watch it on DVD or, you know, months down the road. Yeah, but we also have a, a divergence of interest. Like, for instance, I, I really like family-friendly and children's films. Uh, but I don't like horror movies. No, you don't. I, and, I and if you do, you watch it during the daytime. Oh, I sorry, have. spoilers. It could. <laughs> daytime, lights on, stuffed animal. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go for some movies that we did not get to see. Okay. Um, and then we're going to do, I guess, the movies we didn't get to see and then the movies we really uh, wish we'd seen. I, I'd like to do that. Do it okay. that way. Um, Peter Rabbit. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. I saw it. <laughs> but I, even James on, Corden. Oh, my God. So much James Corden. Even on Netflix, I still couldn't have the time to watch it. Although there are some other things that like came out that like, but you made time for that. Not Peter <laughs> Rabbit. It's Peter freaking Rabbit. It's got, it's got, General, it's got Admiral Hux in it. Admiral Hux is a good guy. But there was a, a backlash because they were making... Um, I guess some kind of nut allergy joke. I, I saw. I don't remember that. Too. Okay, and they they're making light of a peanut allergy or something like that, and they were trying to get, I guess, people out of their garden or the neighborhood by throwing peanuts at them. And then, yeah, okay. So that's if it was much younger for us, we would think it was funny, but it's a much serious situation. And then the social media got a hold of it. And right. Uh, what about you? Uh, things I didn't get to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I regret not being able to see a Star is Born in the theaters. I, I don't know if I still can. You should be able to because the Oscars are going to be the next couple of months of anything. Maybe. If they mm, get nominated, uh, you know they're mm. going to have to re-release it or <clears throat> put it back in the theaters. Okay, so things I, I've completely missed then. I, I, uh, I did not see <coughs> Crazy Rich Asians in the theater. And what are you, Gene? I'm... I'm Taiwanese. I'm, I'm Asian. But you're not rich. I'm not. You're crazy. I'd be great. You're but you're not rich. I'd be cray cray middle class Asian. <laughs> just <laughs> middle aged crazy ra- Asian. Raisin. Raisins? Raisin. No, Raisin. I don't know. Dunk me in water. Crazy Asian. Crazin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is cray cray. No, no, just craisins. Yeah. Middle class crazin. Crazin. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Duck me in water. Rehydrate me, please. <laughs> so, that's your big one? Or, I mean, you have others? No, I've, I've got a few others. I didn't get to see 8th grade. I can still catch Mary Poppins Returns. Perhaps I will. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... Bohemian Rhapsody still in theaters, yeah? Again, it'll probably be up for Oscar consideration. So, it'll be back out. Yeah. Malik, um, Remy, Remy? Remy Holland, uh, uh, yeah. Got the uh, the Golden Globes for Best Actor, so yeah, it, it's going to definitely have more legs. <laughs> I want to see Vice, uh, and yeah, Quiet Place has already gotten DVD. I didn't see that. So. Yeah, suspense, um, horror, scary. One that I want to see, and I have both the graphic novel and a DVD sitting on my desk, and it's also on Netflix. Is I? Oh, I'm sorry, not Netflix on Hulu. I Kill Giants. <coughs> well, they're one. giants in the sky. No, it's they're big, big. Yeah, sorry, it's, no, cheating. No, Gene. Um, but it has Zoe Zaldana in there. So I heard really good things about this, and I wanted to see this for the longest time, and yet still don't have it on my playlist. So we'll strap you to a chair sometime in the near future. Basically. With toothpicks in your eyes, and we'll do the whole Clockwork Orange thing. You'll be um, fine. Didn't get to see Ram- Rampage. 
even though I love playing the game, I have it on my GameCube. Which it's I'm got bro- the rock in it. He's <laughs> overexposed. I didn't see Skyscraper either, and I love the rock, but I'm yeah. like, no, I don't. Uh, no. There's no way you made that jump. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not with that leg. No. They showed the graphics. So I'm like, nope. No, no, nope, nope, nope. He's always going to be hitting that window. Uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom didn't really have any desire. I didn't to want see to it. see that, right? Even when it's, it's on DVD, I'm like, no, I can wait. I'll wait till it goes to the library, and then and I'll get it. Not even then. I'm not. I'm not making the effort. Uh, but I, the things that I would want to see is Bohemian Rhapsody, Fantastic Beasts, um, Black Klansman. Didn't get to see that either. That definitely. I'm a big Spike Lee fan. That definitely would have been on my list. Creed Two. I've seen the first one. I think the whole idea with the trailer with Drago there and the son of Drago going against the son of Apollo <laughs> the Creed. The son of Drago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of interesting, but, you know, is this maybe just too much? Because, you know, Michael B. Jordan was Killmonger and, and Black Panther and Teresa Thompson was Valkyrie and Thor Ragnarok. So maybe it was just, nah. I don't know, the timing or it was just like, I don't know why it, sh- it didn't hit as well as it did. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which you did see. I did see that. That was okay. Yeah. But it, it's something that's weird to me. I mean, this year I was like Disney films. I, I watched The Incredibles 2 on DVD. Yeah. I was pre- completely ready to watch Ralph Breaks the Internet on DVD. And if I hadn't, you know, I tried to go to the theater and see Into the Spider-Verse, but it was sold out. So I was like, all right, let's see this. And it was it was fine. But it's it's weird for me. Disney is they're kind of losing their phenomena with me. I don't really have to see it in the theater anymore. Which right. And considering they're going, to, they're going to have their Disney Plus streaming service, and maybe not as a pressing need to see that stuff immediately when, you know how you should say, well, this movie is coming out of the vault for a limited time only, and then we're going to throw it back in forever. Now you have access to it 24-7. Yeah, but that's going to be weird too because I, I don't think I'm going to subscribe to Disney services when it initially comes out, unless they have more new content. Which just is, like, the, that's the thing. Which is the problem with, with Discovery. It's just like, yeah. yeah, come watch this flagship show that we only have a few episodes of that's yeah. going to cut her out in a few. On CBS, which is what you're predicting is that it will it's not. Good, yeah, there will not be a season three. I would yeah. be shocked if there was a season three. Very happy. Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the merchandise isn't selling. It's just. What merchandise? Exactly. Not enough <laughs> retailers decided to buy it, so there's no yeah. merchandise for it. Right. It's just going uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. The remake, or not remake, the re-editing of Deadpool 2. I want to see it. It didn't really seem like it hits because like, the joke went on too long. I, I thought that was a brilliant idea for it to come out for 12 days mm-hmm. uh, during the holidays. Money going to, to, to charity. Uh, PG-13, 20 minutes of new stuff. But uh, And I was excited to see it. But then when it came out, I saw the reviews and they were like, it's weird. Yeah. The cuts are strange. It doesn't quite flow well. And, you watch and it's okay, but it's like watching a TV movie. I was like, oh, my enthusiasm is draining for this movie. <laughs> what a great idea. The idea of it supporting charity and, 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 and holidays, but it just, you know, right. I, I never got to it. And, and, and for Deadpool to play in the bigger sense with the regular Marvel characters to be a PG-13 movie. To that play, was the idea. Yeah. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Yeah, it smells like smoke, like there's a barbecue here. Yeah, I'm smelling that too, but... Hey, hey, am I, am I, I'm on fire? It smells like I am. Is that another hot topic? No, it's not funny. Okay, sorry. Why is my butt warm? That's for a whole Did different reason. Did you fart? Reason. No, just, that's terrible. Uh, Mortal Engine. I had no interest in that. 
they, 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 they really try to push that from the makers of these great films. Right. Like, but no, they're and, just and Peter they're Jackson. producing it. They're not. Really? You want to push it? Considering the, the Hobbit movies? <laughs> oh, that third one. That was a good nap. Get a good nap mm. out of that one. And Mary Poppins returns, y'all. You can still see that. <clears throat> still in theaters. So that one, that I had some reservations just to begin with. But my thing, because I didn't see it, and it's on Hoopla, I listened to the soundtrack of Mary Poppins. My thing is that if I'm going to get into watching this movie, that soundtrack has to be the, the main source of enjoyment. It has some elements. It sounds kind of like the original, but... I would agree with that, except the thing is, for me, you, you need the context of the movie. Right. I, too, tried to listen to it on uh, Hoopla, and I, I had trouble getting through it because I didn't have the context. But it may be like those things where you, you watch something and you hear the song, and it's not quite catching you, but then you see the music video, and then it all floats together. Right. You know, I think that may be one of the things that you need to do for it. And again, it's still in the theaters. It's... It's got legs. I mean, Aquaman's running, but it's still got legs, so it'll be fine. Although it, it gets to be kind of annoying when you hear Mary Poppins every goddamn time you hear that trailer. I'm like, stop it. You try not to you try to avoid trailers, don't you? I, I do. But you can't he- help to not hear that Mary Poppins. Shut the cockney. fuck up. What do you want? It's it's proper for the period in the environment. Of, Which on, is on the other locations. thing. Yeah, it's not like Mary Poppins present day, which would have been like, yo, no, the, the banks children be who dead the hell does Mary Poppins bitch think she is? Pop, pop. That's not going to work, Don't Time Lord. That's what I would like you're, to you're see. In, you're in London. They don't think they have guns there. The police officers don't have guns. What are you talking about? They have crumpets. And tea. And tea, and they'll throw that at you. And sonic screwdrivers. Different things. <laughs> and bangers and mash. Captain Jack has a gun, Gene. Yeah, but he's in Cardiff. No. Yeah, where is he now? Out in space. He's depressed because he doesn't have another series to go he's to. He's wearing Wonder Woman costumes at Comic-Con. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are a couple other things. Again, this is on Netflix, and there are a couple movies that I want to see, did not get to see. Um... Mute is one of them. So uh, what is a mute? No, okay. <laughs> what the hell is a mute? I can't tell you about it because it's a mute. Uh, Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. I saw that. <laughs> How was that? Was it bad? Yeah. Good holiday entertainment. Not like Christmas. Uh, not, yeah, Christmas the movie. I don't know that one. The one? No, Santa Claus the movie. Sorry. Oh, with Tim, Tim Allen? No, 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 no. That's the Santa Claus. No, the one I'm thinking about is, I think John Lithgow was in this. Dudley Moore's in this. It was produ- produced by Eli Salkin, who does Superman. Has, oh, Santa Claus the movie. Right. Right. I got it. Yeah, back in the day. That was supposed to be the big 70 millimeter production. I am glad I never saw that. <laughs> okay, neither am I. But it's I just remember dark. the big spectacle of it. But as far as a holiday movie. It's fine. It was fine. It's good. Okay. So, no, no, uh. It's a no brainer. You just sit there and watch it, eat the popcorn, okay. spend time with your family, have some laughs, drink some eggnog, drink some more eggnog. There you go. Um, what happened to Monday is another movie I wanted to see. Uh, Orbiter 9, How It Ends, it's How, 
Spectral uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's supposed to be really good. Which is uh, the Coen Brothers. So even though we're talking about a lot of sci-fi and geeky and nerdy stuff, there are plenty of stuff that are not necessarily that genre. But because we like films and certain actors do the crossover, we can talk about them in this podcast. So if you're thinking about oh, what the guys are talking about, the crossing the streams, no, it's on, done on purpose because there are times like the marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel. You have Tony Shalhoub who was in Men in Black, uh, Galaxy Quest. Monk. Yeah. And so you have him in that series, and he's fantastic. Um, And then you have Zachary Levi, who was joining the cast in the second season, who plays Shazam. So you can talk about these movies and these actors, vice versa, and and still be part of that genre. And two, and we kind of will talk about this in a bit, we didn't, I don't think we had a full top ten list. It was difficult. It was really difficult to make one this year. Yeah, and we and for me, I filled in movies that were from Netflix that kind of fill in that I void. Should, and we talked about you that. Should, we were like, I'm like, you should do a separate list then and just do top five. But I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it's stuff I didn't. I didn't do that. I kept mine all in the cinema. But a lot of things this year for me in the cinema weren't impressive to me. They didn't. They didn't wow me. So I really hope that when we get to the top ten. I can define and, and explain. Why? Because these things are important. Right. Um, let's do... Okay, let's do the movies that we did see. Okay. Okay. And we're not necessarily uh, talking about what we liked or whatever. Just what did we see? We just want to list them? Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, I'm doing this in an order of the one it came out. So and then, if you're listing this, then it's not in your top ten. Can I assume that? No, not necessarily the top ten. I'm just listing all the movies that I did see in the theaters. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping I got everything in here. So within that list, I should have movies I did not like, and kind of the rest is like somewhat okay, and then some that get yes, this is my top ten. But we'll go into that in a moment. So. um Please Stand By. It's a, it's a nice little small movie. Um, I did a podcast interview with the director of that back early last year. Of course, we have Black Panther, Annihilation, Isle of Dogs, Ready Player One, Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool 2, Solo, Star Wars Story, The Incredibles 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mission Impossible 6, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, the Predator, Venom, The Meg, Crazy Rich Asians, Halloween, A Wrinkle in Time, Batman Ninja. I'm actually throwing in DVDs wow, in there, too. Suicide 2, Hell to Pay, Quiet Place, Red Sparrow, Tomb Raider, Pacific Rim Uprising, Aquaman, Overlord, and lastly, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So those are the movies that I did get to see, slash DVD, slash... Um, Netflix. Well, no, no, I'll 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 do that separate. Yeah, but I don't, my top ten is going to include some Netflix stuff in there too. So that's fine. Um, yeah, so. I, I saw a lot of Disney films, The Incredibles, Ant Man, The Wasp, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I saw Peter Rabbit. I saw Hotel Transylvania three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw, mean, so you just like purposely followed them, hmm. like the first two. Yeah, I've been. Well, 
my friend likes to watch it, okay. so I watched it with her. Uh, I watched the house with the clock in, the, in its walls. That was okay. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was scary. It was like, wow, this is PG? That's, that, mm, okay. It's PG, not PG-13, Gene. You can handle PG. I, I, I know, but... I, I, <laughs> uh, I saw Tomb Raider, I saw I Feel Pretty. Uh, I saw Peter Rabbit, you didn't see that, Deadpool 2. Uh, I saw a few other things. Oh, I saw Upgrade. Um, yeah, you're talking about Upgrade, and that was, wasn't that Netflix? No, it actually came out in the theaters. It came out in the theaters. I think it's a Blumberg thing. Okay. Right. Uh, I saw, uh, yeah, I saw a Time. Uh, I saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Mm. I saw Christopher Robin. <laughs> and, and uh, did you cry? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and I saw uh, Paddington 2. It was okay. I saw the Happy Time Murders and I saw a small foot. Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention Happy Time Murders too. I just saw recently. So yes, that goes on that list. Um, Interesting stuff. Yeah. You want to talk about which ones we didn't like, did not like? Sure. And again, what's your number one? <clears throat> number one being the last. Well, the worst. So number five. Oh, you go ahead. The, the I, least I worst. I wouldn't even write them down. It's like. These were bad. I didn't yeah. like them. I mean, they're, they're, these movies I did not like. I don't really have a particular order as to which one is the worst one that I hated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it's a tie. A tie? A tie for the worst for 2018. All right. I'm going to say this now. I did not like The Incredibles 2. Okay. It was... Well, and it makes your worst top five? It makes the worst because, one... You waited too damn long okay. for a sequel. Two, the story picks up right after the first one does. Right, 11 years later right. or so. But so it didn't seem like it was worth the wait to pick up a story that just can kind of like like the moment. You're just, you're, that's it. If you're a seven-year-old, you're just catching up. You can watch both of them. You right weren't now. seven back then watching the first one. Well, you're a newborn. Right. <laughs> you're, just... <laughs> you're zero. Yeah. You're, so... In that gap time between the first and the second movie, there's been an explosion of superhero movies that are much, much better. And what we saw with Incredibles 2 was just like, had this movie come out much sooner, maybe a year or two after the first one, I would have been happy with this. Uh, the, the tech didn't change that much, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm sure that, that they've gone leaps and bounds, but this is a Pixar movie. It's a computer-generated movie. It doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, it's, not like, it's not like the difference between... Toy Story 1, which you watch now, you're like, wow, I like this, but the story holds together. Right. And in this case, it's, I'll, I'll give Pixar this, it's one of the better sequels to the original property. In a sense that when you look at Monsters University, Monsters University, or um, you look at Cars, Cars 2, 2, or Cars 3. Well, Cars 3 makes up for the second yeah, one. Just so it redeems is, itself ooh. slightly. Um, so it, it does at least give you a better sequel, even if I didn't care to like it. So that's the only right off the bat, I didn't care for this movie. Okay. Um, let's see here. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I did not care for. I wanted to after the Avengers Infinity War. You needed a palate cleanser. Right. A comedic and, palate cleanser, but right. everything was in the trailer. Literally, <laughs> and you were it like, was in the trailer. Oh, I, that's not that. 
that's right. not that impressive. I, I, so, and of course, if you haven't seen this, sorry, spoilers ahead of time. Ant Man, <laughs> sorry, but Ant Man gets stuck in a quantum realm, and everyone on the outside, um, uh, the Wasp and uh, Michael Hank Douglas, Pym, Hank yeah, Pym. and Hank Pym's wife, right? So everyone gets kind of snapped, snapped out. So that's their problem. That was the only reason to see that movie. Right. Otherwise, nothing would have mattered. You were like, "Where is in the time?" Oh, okay, right. great. Thank you for that. But otherwise, the movie is there's no point. Right. So it's just a fun romp on your own, whatever right. you want, and that's fine. But it left me the exact same moment when I watched the ending of Avengers: Infinity War, like, "Oh shit, I'm depressed again," because now how the hell, no! <laughs> how the hell is Ant Man going to get out? And then the uh, Avengers Endgame trailer. Gives away that he somehow makes it out, or did it? Is are they going to keep that? Are they lying to us? For that, suspense. You know what? That could be it. He's trapped there because we talked about earlier about the Russos putting in crap in a trailer that does not show up in the movie. But it's brilliant. It's a it's a good thing to do. It's it's you know it's that sleight of hand thing. Yeah, because why would Captain America or Steve Rogers say? Where did you see this, this footage? This, yeah. Is this old? Yeah. This, no, it's coming from our door. You've been staring at the screen for like a while, Steve. Yeah. You okay? So it, it just maybe that's the fake footage? I don't know. In any case. Don't it, think about it too much. Right. You'll ruin the movie for yourself. So in any case, it didn't make me happy. Even with all the side gags, it, it just didn't work enough to make me happy. So it, it's one of those rare times I didn't even like it. A Marvel movie. I mean, it was just not even close. I really hated this. Better or worse than Thor the Dark World? It's a Which step would up you up. rather be strapped If I'm going to watch the two, it's going to be Ant-Man and Wasp, not Thor the, Rock, the, uh, the Dark World. All right. So coming in number three. But this is really number two. Yes. Dark uh, Red Sparrow. Red but it's got naked. And, that, and that's exactly it. what I wanted, but I could not get you really. You just get that on the internet. Why are you watching the movie? I wanted to see the, the Black Widow movie that we thought we would get. And this is not even close to a Black Widow movie. Uh, and no. And not even like the nudie stuff that I'm like, that I'm like yeah, bring it. And I'm like, I like all, the, all that stuff, but I'm like, but that's like in the very beginning. And then I had to get through the rest of the movie. And I'm like, this movie. Blows. But Jennifer Lawrence, I think she's losing her crown. She's not that popular anymore. She's and almost like Anne Hathaway. Like, you know, you're kind of unpleasant. Could you yeah, just... but Anne Hathaway has some acting chops. I think after watching her in The Passenger and then watching Red Sparrow, I'm like, I think Mother is also one I want to see. Uh, Darren Afronowski, whatever yeah. the guy's name, um, kind of was also like a weird thing that happened. So I'm not sure what the hell is going on as far as the movie choices she's picking. So if she's not in an X-Men movie or in the Hunger Games, then it's like it's nothing. Did you like her portrayal in the Hunger Games? I didn't think I she didn't was get to properly finish, cast. I didn't, I didn't finish after the first I mean, movie. I've read the books, and I'm like, this is a great character. It's not Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you know, the problem is, like, can someone else carry four films? No, it's, it should be Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. That star credit keeps people coming back. All right. So this is going to be my tie, because this is like the one and two. This is your tie. Squirrel. Squirrel. (coughs) It's going to be Pacific Rim Uprising slash A Wrinkle in Time. I I could not agree with you more. Those are my my worst films as well. Because um, 
we we we've gone through trying to watch a wrinkle of time many times both Different mediums just to get the story in. even just the dvd i fell asleep several times watching this i watched it on netflix right i didn't dignify it with the dvd and then like you said we also started doing the graphic novels and i like, try to listen to it on books i the story just will not go into my head right and even though there's a mention of a tesseract and i'm like marvel loki's around somewhere no 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 it's a science concept that doesn't go anywhere in this movie. And I, I think the whole idea is that if Chris Pine is supposed to be a scientist, mm-hmm. not once did I believe that he was a scientist about anything other than him being an actor about a scientist. Screaming, who, pounding at a wall. Right. And I'm like, this is the worst movie. As well as hearing the name Charles Wallace over and over fucking again. I'm sick of that goddamn name, Charles Wallace. I, I, I don't know. I think, just conceptually, this, this was a classic. That's the thing I don't understand, yeah. how you could mess up a classic film. I mean, I, I don't know the classic film. I've tried many times to get it into my head to understand it, but I can't get through it. I can't get past the first few chapters, like, like Dune. But <laughs> just uh, No, but Dune, <clears throat> for all its faults that you see in the movie... It is a very dense novel. And if you understand the fact that you have different houses like Lord of the Rings or a Game of Thrones, and you can follow that as complicated as it can be, that's mm-hmm. one thing. This is just, I think, yeah, three major characters right. uh, that were weird entities. The, 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 okay, right, right. Oprah, right. Mandy, and Reese. And, and Reese. And then right. you have the three kids. So them and the those traveling together i think also too it's the the presence of oprah <laughs> the, pre- the big giant, the big oprah, giant oprah. oprah over everything is what's killing me because she I'm looks like, after us and i'm like but don't step on me <laughs> sure you like bread but damn how much bread are you gonna be needing you went there <laughs> you don't get a car you don't get a car oh it was very distracting I mean, there are some sequences that look really kind of cool, interesting, but in movie just went fucking nowhere. I, I think the, the acting is poor, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I know your kids, and you, hopefully you'll grow from this. Yeah, Charles Wallace. <laughs> Little wooden there, but... Oh, my God. Um, and then the other half, Pacific Uprising. All right. I think Pacific Uprising, I mean, for me, I, the problem I have with that was the plot. Otherwise, I think the effects were amazing. I mean, you're seeing Geiger's out in the daytime, and it's beautiful, but the choices they made right. were really strange and really like, that is unfortunate. Well, that plus the fact, as you said, the story is a problematic, and considering what we saw from the first movie, and how beautiful it looks, and how the characters were interesting, and the fighting sequences are, everything about the first movie is so... But that was directed by Peter Jackson. I know. No. Guillermo. Guillermo. Oh, sorry. Damn. Uh, oh, oh, my bad. Can we, can we edit that? Strike <laughs> one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so Sorry. Guillermo did an amazing job. Yes. And there was a big delay about whether we're going to do this. One? Right. Right. And there was going to be a sequel with him on it. But then there was a problem with financing and the company not going on bankruptcy and all this. It's like it was a wonder if we have we ever going to get this at all. And can John Boyega carry a movie anymore? That's the other thing. That, that storyline. I don't line, think he was. Uh, I, I don't think you can bank on him solely on what he did for Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. 
which he's reduced to comedy relief. Yeah, which is strange. I, 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 I don't think that was the wisest choice, but it kind of like you need someone big, right? I and need he's, to have he's someone hot. now. He's kind of right. hot, right? So it, it made perfect sense, and he's the son of right, um, Andrew Elba. Yeah, okay. which okay, sure, okay. We're gonna go with that storyline, but after a while, even when you get through that. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the... Um, Charlie Day character? Charlie Day character. The way this all came about and it's him... It's insane. It's just poorly written. It's, it's fan fiction. It's just it's crap. Yeah, it, it is crap. And I've never been bored with a fighting sequences towards the end. I'm like, sure, they're all fighting in the daytime, which it's fantastic. It's good. But I was bored out of my... I, I agree. My, uh, I was bored. Beyond belief. That's going to happen sometimes, you know. I know. In but, doctor's offices when you're waiting to. But you know what? I might as well pop in um, Atlantic Rim and see the that crappy version of Pacific Rim that. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That that's that horrible spinoff that tries to catch you. Yeah. With a similar name. But right. Yeah. Okay. So I might as well watch that because it, it just. Atlantic Rim, really? Atlantic Rim. I'm like, there's no rim in the Atlantic. That's not how it works. Well, yeah, you want to talk about the oceanography of, of like, Aquaman? Because that doesn't work either, but... Don't you mess <laughs> with the seaman. <laughs> I'm not touching your seaman. Just saying. I wouldn't touch that your seaman with a 10-foot pole. It doesn't work, and it really doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so those are the movies that I hated. Yeah, I agree. I... I I really wasn't uh, a great fan of Venom either, but mm. it did okay, and I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I was okay with it. Predator was okay. But it, 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 it's not the worst. The Predator. I'm sorry. The Predator. You're right. Yes. I didn't go to the school for, for nothing. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anything else that made your list that you did not like? No, I was okay with pretty much everything else, I think. Okay. So let's talk about what we did like that made our top ten. Okay. Um, do you have a certain number or? I have honorable mentions. All right. So uh, let's do your honorable mentions. My honorable mention. I like Cobra Kai, even though I haven't finished it yet. On YouTube. On YouTube. And that's another thing. I I was impressed and blown away. I got to see the first two episodes for free, but then you had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that, but it was an amazing writing experiment, and it. Really held on yeah. to the whole Karate Kid idea. It, really it, good it, stuff. It has all the feels of an 80s movie, even back to the montage of, um, I forgot the guy's name. Um, he's going through the motion. He's driving, and he's feeling the punches back all those years <laughs> ago with the music blaring in the background, and it's fantastic. So this is what it's like to be Jake Lloyd? No, I'm sorry. That was that was That's me. <laughs> That's not his fault. I know. God damn you. Sorry. Uh, I also uh, liked Westworld a lot. Mm. Really impressed with that. Um, But you watched, uh, you're already caught up. No, I haven't seen season two yet. Okay. All right. But I I, I was really impressed with it. Just the the way that you have so many storylines and timelines running around. Right. That that are out of context. You're like, wait, what? But uh, an amazing little mind. Right. And great nudity. Everywhere. This is not my father's Westworld. I will never think about Val the same way from Solo <laughs> ever again. 
Oh, it works. It works. That bitch is scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What I got? Doesn't matter what mentions. Um, uh, well, I'll do my honorable mention. This one is also be from Netflix, which is Bandersnatch. Right. That was yeah. I was that's on my list, but I couldn't say it, so I just let yeah. you have it. So <laughs> if you haven't seen Bandersnatch, the only way you get to watch this is that if you have a controller like an Xbox or a PlayStation, or if you have watch it on your um, laptop, your phone, or a tablet, whatever, you can interact with a story in which takes place in the 80s by a kid who wants to come he wants to design a computer game called Bandersnatch, which is kind of your choose your own adventure. <clears throat> it becomes very meta when he feels that the choices that he's making is not his own. It's because he becomes aware that it's you that is making those choices. It's and like a nightmarish Deadpool then, is it? Uh, ish. Does he talk to the fourth wall? Well, at one point, you get to... Spoiling this, maybe. Well, you kind of... Yes and no. He Like, I know you're out there, he's saying. And like, and then there's a response. What response do you want to give him? <laughs> so it becomes very Hello, weird. Truman. <laughs> right, <laughs> God. Exactly. Right. So, and, and what those choices are, either you go to a certain point or it doubles back to a certain point to start over again. And there's a quick recap, and then you choose a different point. So it's very clever. Um, I've enjoyed it. And I know people I've worked and I've talked to have enjoyed this. But I think the the novelty of doing something new and fresh on Netflix of this caliber is... I would like to see more of this. It's very innovative. Yeah. But the thing is, you, you only get this thrill once. Right. Because if you do it again, it's like, oh, we saw this dollar right. What is it that the And it has... It may not work by, let's say, throwing Marvel movies, and you get to choose your own adventure. Or that'd be great. Like I said to you before, right? There's four million plus episodes that don't work out. Right. That would make sense if there's so many combinations that only one works. Then you have endless possibilities of always failing. That's fantastic. Let's do a live what if thing. Right. <laughs> Which exactly. never ends well. So it would never work in a theaters because if you have a majority of people voting, you're going to get a bunch of dumb assholes voting for shit that you don't want, and you're going to get outvoted. So it's kind of like, you know, our election. I don't want to see that. If I'm going to screw things up, let me do that in my own home. So, but we'll see what goes with there. All right, so... Uh, why don't you go ahead and pick your favorite movies for 2018? Uh, so my top 10. Yes. All right. My top 10 choice for uh, 2018 is Upgrade, which you didn't okay. see. Right. It's not bad. It's a, it's a kind of a, a little bit Twilight zone but very, yeah, it was good. Uh, man gets into an accident, but it's a setup, and he gets a component that helps him walk again, and it's self-aware, and it goes through the whole thing, and there's a twist at the end. But really well done on a low-budget thing. Acting was great. I was very happy with it. Cool. But is it all, it's not on Netflix, is it? No, not it's yet. not. Okay. Not yeah. All right. The one thing that I would say that I was surprised is the, the amount of horror movies that made it on this list. It's been a dark year for you, <laughs> has it? But it's one of those... These are very well done horror movies. Not to the point that it's a torture porn movie. 
It's no. not on Saw or anything like that. Is that the, the, the human centipede? No. No. <laughs> no human centipede. Um, nothing on that caliber, but smartly done movies. Um, for my number 10, it's going to be A Quiet Place. Sorry, could you say it again? A little quieter? Quiet. What the fuck are you doing? Don't hear us. What the fuck? God damn it. Stop it. Just. Alright. See, now they got us, Gene. <clears throat> so, quiet place. <clears throat> Smartly done. Wow, you saved a lot of money on sound editing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to get a microphone at all. But. Uh, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, married life couple, um, play a couple that have three kids, ish. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna say anymore. But basically, <laughs> well, there's you, an, you're actually not gonna spoil this for me. There's an alien invasion, and this is like the aftermath. So the aliens can hear movement or hear sounds, and that's what gets them attracted. I got it. So they have to use sign language, and it turns out that one of their daughters, or the daughter they have left. Oh, it's deaf. So it has like a device, and that's and they learn sign language, and it's very clever about how they notify each other or things that they deal with day to day. It's not really horror. I think it's suspense, isn't it? It's very much suspense. Okay. I mean, there's there's a creature, but you know, you'll be fine, Gene. You can watch this. Trust me. I just make sure my bladder's empty and it's daytime, and yeah, I'll be fine. No, well, you can leave your bladder intact. It's your pants I would worry about Jeez. on the other side. All right. <laughs> moving on. Go uh, ahead. Number nine. My number nine is Love, Simon. But you didn't see it. I'm uh, pretty sure. With, uh, what's his face? Um, Ar- um, Army Hammer. I don't No, no, think no. I'm thinking, so. I'm thinking no. about another it's, it's a teen film. Oh, never it's mind. It's a teen coming of age film. Yes. Uh, the, the, the male lead in this finds out and, and just the stuff's going to be he's gay. Mm-hmm. And coming out to his family, and it was it was it was critically acclaimed. So I watched it. And it was okay. It was really good. It was it's a feel good movie, which right. I like, but um, kind of a little bit John Hughesian, but dealing with um, mm-hmm. you know young teen topics, right? And and how difficult it can be to be a teen, right? let alone one that's happens to be gay. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was good. I enjoyed that. And the the friendships in there, the bonding, the way that you know you have good friends that like. They, you believe in them and they, they love you and they trust you. But like, if you have a secret, you tell them like, no, no, you, you should go out with him. He likes you. When she likes him, and she's like, really, you think I should go out with him? Really? Okay. And that that power of friendship just. But then they find out what's going on. He's like, yeah, you lied. Why did you do that? And that difficulty. But it's it's about communication, right? And about, and about friendship and about love of just people in general. So I really like that. Okay, good. Are you gonna watch Love Simon? You you. It's not in your up your alley. <laughs> up your alley. I get it. <laughs> Took you a moment. That was a sex thing. All right. Uh, number... Eight. No, number nine. No, we did nine. No. You did your number nine. I haven't done my number nine yet. Number nine. Number nine is Halloween. Halloween! <laughs> 20... This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 <laughs> but it's 2018 Halloween. Not the endless remake of Halloween 2, Season th- uh, 3, Season of the Witch. Not H2O. Not H2O. 
not the Rob Zombie version. None of that counts. This is the one and only sequel to the original 1978, I believe. Uh, yeah, it would make sense because that's about the, the time difference. So how did they get over that? Because Jamie Lee Curtis did come back for previous sequels. Is it she? completely ignored? <laughs> they just We're not going to acknowledge that at this all. Is, and she said, uh, um, we listen to the Empire podcast, this is the only sequel that matters. That second one, Laurie's, Never si- happened. Laurie's sister, can I do to Michael Myers? No. <laughs> That does not matter. The car I got from that doesn't matter. The nope. fact that I had to take Activia after that yeah. doesn't matter. Activia. That's Terrible how she stuff. got strong as eating the Activia. Sponsored by the Monster Spy. Do they still make Activia? Yeah. I believe in it. Because I believe in me. Oh, sorry. That's Crystal Light. <laughs> Another sponsor we're not no, going to get. Crystal's heavy now, I think. I don't know. Boom. No, but it is a fucking amazing Halloween movie. Having seen the first one when I was a ripe old age of 10 or 11. No, it was 11. Look at the Shatner mask. You're in your Shatner fetish. No, really? even before, I didn't even know that was Shatner and, and the Michael Myers uh, mask. But the, the thing is, Jamie Lee Curtis plays a really great protagonist. I want to say a, haunted woman. No, well, she is haunted, but she is no longer the victim. She has been preparing for this one day that Michael Myers is going to get released from jail or the eventual meeting that he will come back and finish what he started. She had been preparing all this time. Like Sarah Connor? Kind of. Seriously, it's on that level, like Sarah Connor Terminator 2. Yeah, but that when that Terminator 6 movie comes out, I'm not sure what's going to happen. That's a whole other <laughs> issue. That's like, like, I don't know if that's going to fly, we can, okay. we can We can like put that off in the corner. Sure, you can do that, but, you know, Judgment Day kind of passed you. Look what happened. You're off the deep end. But, honestly, Jamie Lee Curtis gives, gives a fucking great performance. And the fact that she has a family, she has a daughter and a granddaughter, that kind of play into all this. Because she's a grilf. <laughs> Gilf? Gelf? Grand. I, I forgot the, the, the acronym for that. But, yes. Oh. Milf is. <laughs> I know, I know, and I know Smilf too. Single mothers. Okay, thank you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you just Smurfs, I like to what? If Letterman comes over, just smile. You know, just take me off. He takes the E off his chest and just places the tougher than a rolling E, faster uh, than a rolling O, oh. stronger than silent T. Able to capital letters and single bound. To leap with capital T. Right. Um, it's fantastic. Joan Rivers. Yay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It, but it is fantastic. And I was so happy the way it turned out. And in the not that we're going to be touching on this, on, on the Me Too movement, but it, it really plays into that moment in which you get no longer to be that victim, that you will no longer be silent, and you get to be able to get back. And you win. And she you win? win. And she wins. Okay. And you win. Because if he doesn't win, it's not like... Eh, uh. No, no. But it, it's really enjoyable. And because I was having a shitty day... And <laughs> so you had a bad day. I had a bad day. Wow. But it's I had a shitty day. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm leaving the house. Putting everything aside. I want to see something violent. So through this movie... The bloodlust was satisfying. Not that, you know, there was a lot of bloodlust to begin with, 
but it was just more like visually i want to see people being killed but it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> you idiot you got killed <laughs> that's your fault could have just played a video game any video game i know but I, again i couldn't be home i understand so i again i listened to the empire podcast because i wasn't sure about the halloween movie but after listening to jamie lee curtis's story and her her passion about this is the only sequel that matters it, it's on that screen and it works really well so i was really happy so that's my number nine. My number eight is a summer blockbuster popcorn movie. Popcorn the movie. Popcorn the movie. <laughs> a corny movie. That was... Yeah, no. I can't make that joke. Okay. Uh, it's Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. I know you like Mission Impossible a lot. I don't. Well, it's okay, but it's, it's a franchise that's been... Doing really well. Amazing stunts. It's like Bond. I know, but this is the one that really, I think, has done better than all the others, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's cinematic. You're like, wow. He, Tom broke, his, he broke his ankle. Yeah. He went to fly a helicopter <laughs> on his own. It's like, wow. <laughs> Henry Cavill's there with and, the mustache. mustache. <laughs> that, Amazing. That ruined Justice League. And if you don't know that, go watch Justice League Justice in League the was, opening shot. When and they started know. filming Justice League, it was ruined. It just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Well, this is your it's, story. It's the mustache that sealed the deal. Slap right on Justice League. But anyway, it's it's not the best movie, but it holds together well, and it just it moves forward with all these characters you're familiar with. You know what I mean? It is it is the the lethal weapon of the current time, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and it's enjoyable, and you bring back the old cast members. You bring back oh god, what's your yeah. name? Ferguson, I think the the, the the love interest in the previous movie. It's fine, yeah. and it's 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 just an entertaining film. So, uh, based on that and the, the, the technical merits, it's, it's, it, it makes my top ten. Okay. My number eight, it's Crazins. <laughs> Crazy Crazins. Rich Asians. Mmm, uh, that's crazy. This is, this is delicious. This is I, amazing. I have, uh, <laughs> I have a, to watch a passion movie. for Constance Wu, who is on that show called Fresh Off the Boat, which I know. Very offensive. <laughs> I can't watch that movie. I know. I can't. The show, it's just, just the name of it is offensive to me. I'm but sorry. But she just... is so damn cute with her comedic timing. And you then you add Michelle Yao, who we watch on Star Trek Discovery. Seeing them together, I like a lot. And so many other things. And and I understand there's a Mahjong game in there that's yeah. amazing that you're like, oh. I don't know how to play it, but okay. But it is just so outrageous at times watching this movie. And of course, oh. Uh, Aquafina mm -hmm. is in this too. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, it can't be right. It can't be Aquafina. Aquafina. She's a bottle waddle and a real person. You can drink Aquafina for free. She comes in a bottle. That's there's it. a message in the bottle. Whatever. There's there's many jokes with that. So many times. All right. So nuts. Uh, I already did my number eight. Right? Yes. So number seven for you. My number seven is Solo, a Star Wars Yay, story. Yay, Solo. I know there's been there's been hits on this movie. I, I know that a lot of people don't like it, uh, but it's fine. I had no problems with it. It was entertaining enough to me. Is it uh, because the bar was so low? <laughs> no, I think it's because of the cups. No! <laughs> those are Dixies. No, those are chicks. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a million of them, but I'm, I'm all out. So please don't hit me again with any more jokes. So, but so it's two girls in one cup. 
No. Uh, we end the joke there. Yeah. All right. So uh, solo. Solo. It was. It, I had no problems. It was fine. It's. It's a nice. I think standalone film. Mm-hmm. And it, it was entertaining enough for me. I, I did like the origin story, even though you know it's kind of convenient that it fills most of the gaps. And yeah, land as a metrosexual. That's fine. It was all right. It I, works. I enjoyed it. It works. <laughs> with Alam, with his robot chick. I wonder who's the bottom there. <laughs> oh, you're heavy! Get off me! Yeah, just... <laughs> I said AC, not DC. Wow. <laughs> All right, so my number... Oh, did you finish? Yeah. I'm okay, good. my number seven, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Haven't seen it. Not yet, because I'm not sure need the DVDs. It's a very choice market, but it's um, okay. Tell me why. Look... I like Teen Titans as a group in the comics. The Teen Titans the animated contract? series yeah, okay. is nothing like that whatsoever. It was kind of like a disgrace to what I liked. They're making it a parody. And then they kind of Teen Titans go. Even more cutie, fun, farty stuff. Every once in a while I watch, I laugh. I get it. Teen Titans go to the movies... The, the tagline was, if Aquaman can get a movie, so can we. That's what got me interested. And when I went, I went with my family. I laughed my ass off from beginning to end because there were so many fucking jokes in this movie. That Is it I, like Airplane and like they keep throwing jokes at it? It's, it's, it's everything. Every, there's not a quiet moment in this movie. If they're not telling you a joke... They're singing. It's a nonstop explosion. They of sing. Fun. Oh my god! It is so much fun. Okay. So when you get to see this, hopefully later tonight, you will call me and wake me up and say you were wake right. Wake me up. Wake up. I'm wake gonna go go. Before you go go. I'm right. planning on go. Yeah. Okay. Before you're going solo. I'm gonna watch that again for a while, but hey. But I saw that recently also, and I like. And it's not bad. It's a good movie. It's fucking enjoyable more so than the Last Jedi. Yes. And Definitely that's, and so. That's, and it feels more like a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars story, than the actual Jedi movie. So that's terrible. So, but again, um, if you're a DC fan, you're getting rewarded because you are going to know shit. But you know things. That's the thing. If you know things. Right. But even then. You can drink and know things. It's fine. <laughs> but even I was like, really? That's a character? No. Yeah. He knows nothing. Yeah. So. What's your uh, number six? Yeah, six. My number six is Black Panther. Oh, so it went up two <laughs> points from the last time we talked about all, well, the, all the other Marvel movies. Right, all the this Marvel movies. 2018. Right, I know, I know. We, we kind of joked about that if you listen to our previous podcast. I mean, for, for, for what it is, I mean, it, it is an outstanding film on its own. Yes. You know, you're setting up a completely different hero in a completely new part of the world. And fine, we saw him in Civil War. But here we're establishing his backstory, the traditions. And even though it wasn't like a, a traditional linear um, origin story either. No. Because we, we were kind of like, well, you are in that origin story after the events. But uh, that was a little thrown off there. But but I've never seen a villain like, like Killmonger. Killmonger. I was just like, oh, my God. That's just, it's bullying. It's menacing. Mm-hmm. And how do you defeat a bully? Here's how you do it. But, but the thing is, 
his 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 point of view, it's not wrong. No. It's really relatable. It's full of bitterness and anger, but it's completely understandable. Right. And I think that's one of the things that Marvel has been missing is a villain that has a point of view that you can almost agree with. Because then you get this whole different dimension of he's not this evil villain twerking his little mustache. He's not wrong. He's right. not completely wrong. Exactly. It's not how it works in the society that we want peacefully. But. It's very warmongery, but it works. Um, because you had, if you know the storyline, is that, you know, Wakanda turned itself, basically shut itself off in the rest of society. So while other Africans were being enslaved, they did nothing. And that's what makes this story even half more gravitas because of that situation, that is so hurtful that they had the technology, but they decided not to interfere and just close themselves off from everything. And from that point on, you can understand that pain. And that's when that happened, I'm like, it really hit home hard. All right, um, number six is Solo, a Star Wars film, sorry. <laughs> so, solo. Solo. Why you Crispo Grido? <laughs> so, it's, again, I think... I'm impressed that a Star Wars movie made our, our top ten. And both of was, our lists. Yeah, which was, you know, the backlash of The Last Jedi, which... Such a, such a terrible taste. It left such a terrible taste in my mouth. And that's the weird thing. I've watched... Last Jedi a couple of times in the theaters. Because you can't believe it's so bad. You, no, no, like, no, no, no. It's so I, different. It's, I, so it's so different. And I'm like, okay, I can go with this. But then when I bought the DVD and I listened to the soundtrack separate and I tried to watch this movie again, I'm like, no, this is not good. I can't get into this at all. It's the, the whole... I think the whole problem of, of The Last Jedi was that you had the problems of all the questions being set up. Who's raised parents? Who the hell is Snoke? How the first order became to be and all this stuff, and then like it just dismisses everything right off the bat. Right, but I don't blame Ryan Johnson for that mistake. Yeah, I mean he wrote, "You wanted something different. Yeah, here's something different." And I was given no notes, uh, and I'm, I'm a, uh, a capable well, writer. Well, JJ tried to give him some to like, uh, we're planning to do something like this, but we weren't, we weren't sure he was going to come back. Right, you know, and mm -hmm. now it's like, please save us, JJ, from this. Yeah, but even I'm not sure he can do that. He's an amazing director. But he leaves the projects halfway through, just mm -hmm. like he left this. Yes. You know? But that was intended to be a certain way. But I think the problem is that I think the, the Kathleen Kennedy miscalculated the fan base and the love for this franchise. It, it's a beloved franchise. Yeah. You can't mess with that. You can change the course slightly, but you've got to answer the questions right. that we've been obsessing over, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 okay, you're going to love this. It's kind of like the miscalculation they made with Star Trek Into Darkness. Wow. <laughs> you know, which which you hated. Which also has J.J. Abrams in it. Which I hate him because you fucking ignore sci-fi physics that have been established over years. Mm -hmm. You know, but you gave me a compelling story. I'll let that go. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just can't let it go. You can't let go of your I, After your all these hatreds. years. I, we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, you still hate it. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. But the thing is. I mean, that was an experiment, but you can't experiment at this level. It's no. too big, you know? I mean... That's the kind of crap you put on television for one episode over a course right, of a season. Right, but you just do a multi-million dollar thing. Right, and you then, can't. And then you, 
the thing is, you have to have focus groups go out there, and, and like, how would this offend you, or are you going to be okay with it? Because the 2009 Star Trek movie, although we're going off topic here for a second, was so original that the idea, like, you know what, we won't touch your original universe. We're going to cut it at a point before any of this happens right. and change the timeline. So your universe is fine. That was great. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that Last Jedi is okay, but it's not epic enough to hold the movie franchise. It right. is a novel, a side novel, you know, a side story. It's not the epic movie that we need, that feeds us, that, that keeps our imagination growing. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's just, it's fan fiction. Right. This is the Avengers 2.0, not the last uh, Captain America Civil War, which is the Avengers 2.5. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Age of Ultron. Right, it's, exactly. No, it's like, no, this is not. No, no, I saw all your other movies. Now pay me. Here you go. <laughs> this is terrible. What is this? Yeah. So, so it, it just, But Solo didn't get a fair shake. No, because of the uh, backlash. Right. right. Star Wars fans that I know that, that, that love the series were so angry at Last Jedi. They didn't go to see Solo. Right. And... They missed out yeah. on watching a fantastic movie. Um, I'm not going to spoil it much in, in this way, but because there is so much Easter egg stuff, uh, even to the very last moment that I was just like, holy crap, did they do a great job in giving this universe even more breath to kind of expand? If they wanted to do more stuff, I'm all in to see more about the Crimson, uh, the Crimson Dawn, the, that uh, criminal organization. Give me more of that crap. I'm all in. So, do, do you want to see what happens to Kira and Darth Maul, who was just thrown in? Because like, Ron Howard was like, I don't know who to put in here. Could be anyone. And the kids are like, Can you make it Darth Maul? He's like, Sure. Yeah, let me check. Make sure it's timeline's okay. But I, I, really don't, I can't believe like. All right, here you go. Any sequels to this? No. We're just gonna. We messed up a lot. We have to freeze yeah. this whole thing up. But. The only issue, and a lot of fans who did see, would say, this is not the Han that we meet down the road. We need to have something in between Solo and Before a New Hope. The moment in which he becomes embittered. Something happens. Wait, he kills, he kills, kills with no, the no, 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 character. No, 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 no. He there's, shoots first. No, no, there's something else. There's something else. So that makes him give up. Kind of. That the, kills the, the spirit. That kills, like, literally shuts the door on the... the we know that Han is not a great guy. As far as he's a know, scoundrel, he's a scoundrel. But he's a nerf herder. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, we can use the N word. Yeah, okay. that's our word. Oh. <laughs> I I heard nerfs. But there's something it's that ha- nothing. something has have to have happened in order for him to kind of like that's it. My that was my one moment of hope and and love, and it's gone. Now I'm gonna get through this life. It's always gonna be about me. I am the center of the universe. What do you mean you haven't heard about the Kessel Run? I'm a, I was the one who did it in less than 20 parts. Which he, harps on, yeah. he harps on that and like, now it makes sense because he cheated. But it fixes that moment and I'm just like, it, it, it does wonderful things in this movie that if you're a Star Wars fan and you're, you're, you haven't seen this, please do yourself a favor and watch Solo. I can't recommend it more. All right, so now we're getting our top five. Top five. Number, number five. five. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Golden Rings. No, okay. What is that? Ding, ding, ding. Uh, ding, ding. Five's five. My number five is Bumblebee. Yum, yum. Bumblebee, Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, the tuna. tuna. Yeah, sure. I love Bumblebee, Bumblebee tuna. Yeah. Good you for know, you. It's, it's, 
Not a perfect movie, but the best gosh darn live action Transformer movie Watch I've ever Watch your language seen. with the gosh darn stuff. Well, it had a PG-13 rating. I can say this. <laughs> and I get one fuck. So <laughs> Here, I'll give you two fucks for you and your gallant crew. Fuck, ah! fuck. <laughs> no, Bumblebee was it was it was good. Holly Steinfeld is great. It's a great prequel. Mm. You can see what's happening. It it does Generation One. Mm. It opens on Cybertron, and you can see everyone just like in the cartoon movie. For a moment, it was like, oh my god, that little small child in me that was twelve years old was so happy. And and, and he said, "What is this movie?" Uh, you said something that was that was right on the point. Out of the hands of Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 done by the guy who oh, I, I sorry I forget his name. He's the guy that did Lycra. He's the guy that did uh, Kobu and the Two Strings, Coraline, I think, and all these other failed things. Okay, right. And he's get this live action thing to do, and it's it's great. It works again. Story's not perfect, but the effects. But put it someone who loves the project, who loves the actual IP. This is what you can do, not the Michael Bay crap. I'm like, I'll put whatever on the screen. People will love it. I I remember the first time we watched Transformers. The first one. Yes. And we came out of it, and it was okay. It was action-packed. It's fun. But I was like, Monty, what did Megatron transform into exactly? Big, and I still really don't know. It was a weird gun. Cannon thing, but we weren't. But, yeah. I don't know. But this movie. Because Starscream was the one that would hold the gun. That's in the, that's in the 20th anniversary movie. Right. With but the, you got the touch, you got the power. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You see things from Lookout Mountain. That was... You got the touch. <laughs> I got yep. the power. Bumblebee is it's a good film. It, it's a solid it's a solid entertainment film and it's enjoyable. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately I'm gonna have to wait for a DVD on that. But it's still out. You know, I know. All right, so um anything else? Uh, do, you, do you think of a possible sequel or this is like You could do a possible sequel. But the thing is that it, it ends at the very, just like when Bumblebee meets Optimus Prime, which is kind of how it happens in the first film. Okay. And you're like, oh, okay, so not really. And, and there, there's a, a separation, like, okay, you have to go. I get it. Goodbye, old yeller. Goodbye. Kind of, well, not, he doesn't so die. So in this case, Bumblebee kills the girl. <laughs> no. But <laughs> she's rabbit. Not quite. But there's, there's a goodbye. It doesn't have to continue. But it's, it's, it is, I, again, I think the best live-action Transformer movie I've seen. Okay. Um, what you got? I'm sorry. It's just that I put my numbers in and I can't read it. Oh, my number five. Squinty. You're like me. You're Asian-y. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not Asian. My number five. And this is only... Short circuit? No, sorry. <laughs> number five's alive, you know. Oh, gosh. I just shut up. Sorry. <laughs> yes, please stand by. And it only be, it's only because... Just because you interviewed the guy that directed it! Yes! That's prejudice, that's bias! It is. I but know the man. I got I, to sit with him for a while. Well, yeah, over the phone. Over the phone. But again, what I love about this... Is he this, listening to us? Is he here? Hi. What? Is he listening to our podcast? No one listens to the damn fucking podcast, Gene. Just us and the bees. Okay. Yeah. Doc. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> but please stand by. Um, the minute that... I what saw, a fanning, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She is. Um, I don't want to say she, she's a girl that is on the spectrum, which is autism. And I'm not sure how um, detail I want to get into because I'm not sure myself. But she has a love of Star Trek. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And in that, she dreams about writing fan fiction, and she enters into a contest to write the next Star Trek movie or s- stories stuff like that. So it's kind of in between in, in which they actually get to remake certain scenes that kind of look like as if it came out from a Star Trek movie, a Star Trek original series with the big Tholian web helmet and all that fun stuff. So it, it played to my heart in that respect because, one, I also submitted a script for yes. Star Trek D Space Nine back in the day. And they so, used your title at some point, didn't they? Sort of, Sojourner? Yeah. Sojourner, yeah. Um, it's a DS9 episode. It was a DS9 episode dealing with Hugh of the Borg coming back to DS9, taking over DS9, and waiting for this entity that is the Borg's god, which I was trying to cross. Future? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But I saw that like centuries before, afterwards. Right, before. But, it, but it came back because it... It evolved? It evolved beyond what it was supposed to be. So it wound up being the very thing that they fixed, wound up being the thing that they were looking for, that direction, because they found out like they were kind of lost. So that was my thing. I'm like, they're never going to film this whatsoever. But, but on the you got chance, a rejection letter that you framed. And that's the only thing I care about. So that's the main I thing. I tried. Uh, yeah, I tried and failed. Never saying that I've never tried. That's the main thing. And I want to get more failures, and that's a good thing. Getting Why do you do push-ups again? Why do you do all those push-ups, Monty? <laughs> so we can get up, Bruce. So that was my number five. Oh, and you can listen to the podcast interview that I did for a uh, nice little plug there for uh, Please Stand By. All right. Good. Number four. My number four is one I didn't expect to put on here. I don't find this to be an amazing movie, but it's a movie that touched me. Uh, that, 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 that it's my past, it's my history. Uh, my number four is Ready Player One. Okay. It's one of my favorite books. It is full of Easter eggs and it is full of nostalgia. And even though the movie's not perfect, there's a movement, it can't be perfect. Yeah. Some movement around, some plot changes, but all the Easter eggs, all the history, all my youth things, just up on the main screen interacting together, that was amazing to me. Um, and it's it's like a love letter to to the past, to our youth, I think. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so that's my number four. Yeah, we, we talked about Ready Player One and, and how I read the book. You read the book why? just before the podcast. Right before the podcast, just because I saw the movie twice and I wanted to finish the book. So I was like halfway through the book and I pushed through one afternoon the other half of that book. I've only got 160 pages to go, Gene. Like, okay, well, we're doing it tonight. So. I know. Don't. I'm at Starbucks. Don't push. I got coffee. And um, the only thing that I would. And I, again, I enjoy this movie. It did not make my top 10. But the only thing that I would have a problem in recommending this movie is that it's just nothing but Easter eggs. It's just me literally at the movie theaters. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Me pointing at different things at the screen. And I love that. But then there's nothing else after that. That's the only thing that I found. I mean, the story doesn't hold hold, hold right, together well. Right. It falls apart. Right. Spielberg directs it. He does a fine job. Again, he half the Easter eggs he didn't know about. Right. Because the, the, the I own people like we're gonna do this. We gotta throw this right. shit in. Um, Why is the robot in the sky doing that pose? That's Gundam. But, but just, just I know so many things. Iron Giant. Yeah. The Nostromo. All these things. Mm-hmm. Just, 
randomly thrown together and just enjoyable to me because it just it makes me want to go back to the movies and no, see it again, I agree, the I other agree. movies. So it's it's weird. It, it feels strange, but it feels right also to me. That's on my list. Okay. I'm sorry. That was number... That's number, my number four. Number four. Okay. My number four was the recent edition <coughs> that... Um, did we see this? Yeah, we did see this. Again. Is it the Seaman movie? No. <laughs> sea Monkey movie. No, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We did see that together. Yes. Um, never thought that I would say I saw Spider-Man in a brand new way after all these years of watching Spider-Man movies, reading Spider-Man comics, um, watching Spider-Man animated series. This was completely fresh and inspiring for a next generation of comic book lovers. Because if you've never read a comic book, it kind of captures a feeling that we've never felt before to watch an animated movie feel like more like a comic book. Um, the stylizing of the, of everything about this movie, uh, little jokes that have big payoffs, um, even, and again, spoilers, Kingpin's motivation to open up the damn Verse. Which you kind of understood because if you watch the, the Daredevil show, you're right. like, I get it. Right. And I'm like, it's legitimate, kind of like you have a certain point and you kind of sympathize and you understand that point. So I was all on board with this. And I was just like, the, the bigger message out of all this is that we can all be spider people or spider men. Right. That the suit would always fit you. Somewhere down Great the road. Stanley cameo. Right. Oh my god, that which was some brilliant stuff. I was teared up. Yeah, I got a little teary eyed because it, it meant more now. The fact that we didn't—he passed away just recently, and we've seen this almost one last time. But he'll be in other cameos. But this is the one that kind of counts after the fact. And I can't think of a better, like, kind of like a passing of the torch, so to speak. That's what it is. It's a great passing of the torch, yeah. and it's a great introduction to Miles Morales, yeah. who people don't know, but you've got familiar characters, right. and even new characters. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, I think, a perfect movie to like, pick up the books. Yeah. Read a little bit more. Just, right. you know, expand a little bit. It, it's really good. And we kind of talked about this earlier about the whole, well, Peter Parker's always the white kid. The white guy. That's it. You can't have anything else. Oh, but you can. In this case, you can because, well, as we saw in the Spider-Verse, is that there's Spider-Gwen, there's a sp uh, Spider-Pig. Or Spider-Ham. Spider Sorry, Spider-Ham. Spider-Noir. Spider-Noir. Um, anime Spider, Spider-Anime, whatever. Yeah. You have all these different versions of Spider-Man. And, and now we listened to the Kevin Smith podcast, uh, Fat Man Beyond, and he talked about how all the stuff that you liked about Spider-Man, your Spider-Man, the white guy and all that, nothing changes because that's still there. He just gains weight and wears, wears sweatpants. No, he's lost the weight. He's gone. No, the I know he has, but Spider-Man hasn't. In the no, the oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, but the other side is that the representational side of Spider-Man is that you doesn't make a difference who you are, boy or girl, black or white, Asian or crazy. Um, you can be Spider-Man, and you can be the hero of your own story. So that's what helps kind of branch out and gives that possibility to do <clears throat> many different types of stories. And it's so heartfelt. I very much like the way that the, the spider team never leaves Miles unless, unless they absolutely have to. You know, he's challenged. Like, okay, well, then use your powers now. On, 
on call, on command. Do it now. Right. Otherwise, you can't come with us. And they're all waiting outside like, come on, you can do this. And he can't. Right. And it's so heartbreaking. It's really a heartfelt story. It's really emotional. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that film. So, um, The only thing I've been wanting to do is listen to the, the soundtracks separately, like the score, and I can't find it yet. But uh, there is one good song that I liked that's on Hoopla, but we'll talk it, about that. I, I tried to listen to it as well. It was a little difficult because... Like even even though I saw the movie, it's the musical stylings are a little different from what I'm used to. Right, and, but um, it works with the visuals perfectly. But by itself, it kind of no, it's, it's not a little my, different. It's, it's not a little, mo- a little too modern for us. I right, think, exactly. Unfortunately, I need my phonograph record on seventy eight. So, all right. So, what's your number three? We have the top three. My number three is Aquaman. Yay! I wow! It it blew me away. It it wasn't the Aquaman I wanted. It's the Aquaman you deserved. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> Waiting for that. As opposed to not the uh, not the semen you wanted. It's the semen you deserved. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Got my eyes. <laughs> my mouth was open and everything. Yeah. Ah. jeez. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Aquaman was. I mean, it, James Wan did a great job. Yeah. It took a hero, an unlikely hero. I mean, Jason Momoa, he's great, but he's never had a hit. And Amber Heard, you know, you're baking on these people, but uh-huh. they did an amazing job because they played to their, to their strengths. And even though it has kind of weird Warner Brothers physics in it, you really can't get hurt. You're fine. You can breathe underwater. You're fine. It was an amazing tale, and it, it gets bigger. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the last day of the movie, actually, where most movies fail, it's, it gets stronger. Right. Because the scale, it just keeps scaling back. You're there, and you see all these sharks, and you're like, oh, that's that's formidable. That's scary. Sharks. And then you take a step back. With freaking you lasers. S- yeah, with lasers. Yeah. And then you step back, and it gets bigger and bigger. And then there's yeah. this huge Kraken-type creature. You're like, geez, the scale on this is enormous. And if you can, see it in 3D. It is it is, it is a special movie. It really is nice. Um, I agree. As that us also my number three. Ah. So we are on par with that. Um Making a hero that was laughable into a serious hero that is enjoyable, that it is not the, the Aquaman that we grew up with, or the no. robot chicken, or the Super Friends Aquaman, even though they played into the campiness at times, <clears throat> like Black Manta's oversized dome head. Yeah, but it then he's going to reverse engineer, yeah. and like we're going to wait for you to do that? No, no, I just <laughs> But it works. The the campiness of the underwater kingdoms, uh, seeing Aquaman talking to fish, riding the sea dragon. I mean, everything that we laughed at, it is it's corrected. So he's no longer the joke. And again, goes back to representation. He's not the blonde haired superhero that was done back in Way no, back. He'll wear the costume eventually, but right. Costume even looks it, it works. It works in, in every respect. I just wish that I did see this first time in 3D. I mean, we got to see it in 3D, but I wish my first experience was as watching this in 3D. Because this is the kind of like avatar moment. Yeah. You I agree. Need to it's see a world this. you've never seen before. Right. And it, it it's it's breathtaking, it's colorful, it's oh. vibrant, it's well shot. Yeah. Uh and the story is pretty good. 
It's yeah. not a great story. And, and the thing that's interesting to me about this movie is it. I have a problem sometimes when you have a shoddy story like with Venom, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't follow that. I kept getting caught up in facts. Yeah. You know, like, no, no, that, that, that doesn't, that's not believable. Wait, why is he doing that? That the logic there doesn't, but in Aquaman, that suspension of disbelief continues. Right. And it's, it's all plausible. And you're like, okay, you're not going to think about like, wait a minute, you're hijacking a submarine? Why are you firing weapons inside a closed space? <laughs> that's like shooting off guns in a, in a, in a spaceship. It's right. not a good idea. And why are you going to give your son a dagger and during the middle of a right. heist? Wait, wait, just, whoa, let's because. Take, let's take this five minutes to just talk about this thing. Like, wait, what are you doing? There they, are people that are. They con- called him Manta. I'm like. But it, it, you, you swallow it. It's, it's fine. It's, it's just, just go with it. It's just a good time um, and really enjoyable. Yeah. There, there's. It's weird that we found his first introduction to the world in through Justice League. Mm-hmm. And we side with him as this weird guy that talks to fish that somehow Bruce knows. But because of Lex Luthor and the little shot that we saw him flying out or um, you know swimming out, it didn't seem like this was going to be a great thing. But lo and behold, uh, much like Wonder Woman, this became its own thing. And... I think what took me aback was there was so much world building. Yes. Because of the fact that this world is completely dominated by water, that we know more about what's on Mars than we do on our own planet, especially underwater. I was wondering, would this work in a sense of me being that little kid, being fascinated by things that are under the water or having relatable stories or you know tales of the extraordinary underwater would that work and it gave you that it gave you the seven kingdoms so to speak and the the the, the trench creatures to the brine to the fishermen to the desert you have all these different worlds and i'm just like so now that we got this all established the second one hopefully will be even easier to get through and a lot more uh more of a funner time to get through so i'm excited that DC has at least now two big winners with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And hopefully Shazam. Yeah, but I, I recently heard uh, a podcast say, like, you know, it's not the DCEU anymore. It's a DCCU. It's the DC Cinematic Universe. It's Because uh-huh. expanding it is difficult. It's no, not, I know. I mean, you're missing major portions of your, your universe. And it's not, it's not coming anytime soon. It's sad. You got you got to piece it together. This is what you got, right? And and like pay your dues. We we mentioned that the the, the writers of Avengers: Affinity War talked about the only way DC corrects this: focus on the lesser characters, like we did with Iron Man. Aquaman is the perfect example. Who would have ever thought that we'd be talking about an Aquaman movie that is actually good and not the Entourage Aquaman that was made uh, by James Cameron? That was you know a joke. But I, I have to admit this, though. I mean, seeing this film, though, I mean, I kind of think Aquaman may be a little overpowered. I mean, he picks up a submarine. He can do. He can fall from the sky and not get hurt. He can do so many. He doesn't even need to breathe water. He's fine. He goes to the desert. They're walking around for quite some time. He's not even sweating. Right. What? Well, ish. She, ish. She yeah, but not. Yeah, but she just extracted out of him. It's not. Right. No, I know. But I think what's also interesting is that it's not as if. I can't be out of yeah. water for oh, one hour. God. I don't have that kind of weakness. And yeah, it, it, it kind of made it so that he is I overpowered. I think that does happen in the trench, in the comic books where the trench things yeah. happen. But 
but, he's dropping the disc and that, and like, yeah. oh, that's an homage. But. Yeah. But, oh my God, that, that sequence of him going down with Mira and in 3D. In 3D. Right, it's amazing. Holy shit. That one shot made it worth it. More than anything else, just seeing that one shot and you seeing the swarm kind of cover around him. Such perspective on that. Oh my God. So I, I couldn't believe my eyes, but. Um, not that I would not put this as number one, but it was a damn good movie, a damn good time, but not necessarily my number one. So, well, we still have two more to go. Two more to go. Well, so, what's your number two? My number two is it's the Avengers, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay, good. Because that it's I've never seen anything like that before, and and just the culmination of all this hard work with characters that I know that I've grown to love, that I've come to enjoy, all coming together. It, it, I can't believe it blew my mind more than the Avengers movie, which was four heroes coming together, four, four you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Wow, now we've got so many other heroes together, and they're all working together, and no one gets neglected. Right. And I mean, that masterful struggle, like no one just being left behind. Right. We all fit together. And we have, uh, you know, e- not necessarily equal treatment, but <clears throat> everyone, everyone, has part. everyone has a part. Even Mantis. <laughs> Even Mantis gets something to do. Yes. Wow, we, okay. We, we take ass and. Kick names. That <laughs> <laughs> was like the sticker you got me, which I thank you for that. Not at all. Uh, it's so, good stuff. Yeah, I totally agree with 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 that. Um, I mean, this is this is an amazing time to be alive. And the thing that's interesting to me is it's only part one, but I really hope part two doesn't disappoint because that 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 scares me. I'm also worried about like how Captain Marvel is going to show up and keep this fire going, yeah. like Agents of Shield. That's not doing. That's not. Yeah, they will uh, come back, but we'll we won't be talking about that crap anymore. <laughs> I'll be watching, but we won't be talking about that crap. You're still watching it. Why I'm are you still, still watching? I don't know what I'm still watching, but again I don't know either. I don't like it anymore. There's better programming out there. Yes, there is. <laughs> but I can't get rid of that crap. All right, so just flush, Monty. You get flush. <laughs> get some buckets and throw fill it with water. All right, what's your number two, sir? My number two is Black Panther. Why? Because I'm not a racist. <laughs> not racist either. I'm a minority myself, <laughs> for God's sake. You're crazy. Um, Black Panther, I think, blew me away because, one, we have to have people that are going to be different from us be portrayed on the big screen. And because it's an all-black cast, we got to see something we have never diversity. seen before. Yes, diversity, diversity, effective diversity that works. Yeah. But not diversity to stand out, uh, but to, to be the same, to, right. to show community. Right. Um, and then, of course, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, bringing in that point of view that is just so on point that in this world, you, uh, I almost believe he deserves to be the Black Panther and not T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Because of what has been wronged, and yes, he's it was too dominant. He's too strong. I Burn know. it all! Like, wait, but what about your? What if you have a kid? Don't you want the? But it was just like, no, I gotta fucking fix this, and I gotta fix this now. So, whether you agree with his tactics, you understand his motivations to get to that point, you know. And just in general, I think it was just so brilliantly done. So colorful. The world of Wakanda is amazing. And the soundtrack is, again, one of my favorites to listen to. So definitely, I can't talk enough about Black Panther. Except 
it's about time that we had this. So this year more than ever, we're crazy rich Asians and we have Black Panther, we have you know, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, Miles Morales. That's what has to happen and continue to happen is more diversity. So all right. All right. So our number one. My number one is it's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Wow. Okay. I, I liked it a lot. It it was the it was a film that changed things for me a little bit. It opened my eyes. It 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 was magical. It was just an amazing combination of elements, storyline, plot, familiarity, but, but bringing it all together, you know. And I don't know. It was just one of those films you don't get very often that really just here's something different. Here's a new idea, but familiar, but the idea of growing and changing through it, I really enjoyed that a lot. So it made my number one. And I wonder if we should have seen it in 3D. It's not available in 3D. No, it's not? No. Wow. It's, that's how it is. Then that's smart, because they can easily have converted that shit and made it worse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they can. No, but I'm saying, if it's not going to be something like an enhancement... Right. Don't force it. Right. Don't, I agree. Don't do like the, um, the uh, Clash of the Titans, the first one. Don't do that. We're going to delay that. Put it in 3D. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> That's a cash grab move. Right. So, all right. Well, my number one is the Avengers Infinity War. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not much left to say except that, you know, the culmination of 10 plus years watching all these Marvel heroes come together and to have that seed planted of Thanos coming into play finally. And literally, it's kind of stealing the scene. Because when you look at Thanos and the CGI the motion capture... It's amazing, isn't it? Yes. It is brilliant. It's so realistic. You're like, wow. And Josh Brolin, you did a great job. It's the, it's the nuances, too, that you look at his face. More so than um, Prox, uh, Lady Proxima. Proxima Midnight. Right, Proxima Midnight. Sorry, thank you. Uh, or Squidward. You can kind of forget them because it's just regular CGI, but like, eh. but look at Thanos. Anytime you see him on a screen, holy crap. You can't take your eyes off. Yeah. You're just like, wow, you're, you're mesmerized. And yet you understand his, his, <coughs> his flawed logic. It's like, no, yeah. you know, the, the resources, the universe is eating itself. We got to kill half the population. Right. And then, of course, the speculation would be, well, he did that, but he killed off 50% of everything. Right. Animals, too. Right. Right. Amoebas, ants. Right. All life forms. Right. So that's where, like... Cells. Cells. Cells and cells. Cells. Yeah. Cells and the cells. Susan and cells. Seashores, but the seashores. But how how low does that go? And the reason why I say that, because if you look at Ant-Man and the Wasp, he's in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. So he's still alive when the snap happened. So that means that you can effectively put people in the quantum realm to get away if the gauntlet comes back into play in that sense. I get what you're saying, and I understand the logic of what you're saying also, but he is also alive, and it does it really matter how big you are? Because the thing is, like, I think he's in between cells, let's say. It's just that's so what, microscopic. That's what I'm talking about. But then about. how far does the snap reach? Right. That's the question. Right. So if it's going to be at a certain level, and he's below that level, then effectively you can hide the team in there in order to get out of that situation. So, again, we may not even think that that moment that we see in a trailer, that's even legit. 
that Ant Man did get out. But we know he's still stuck in there. I don't know. I, I like your theory. I do. And we, we've discussed this previously, but I'm, I'm thinking now, I don't know. Because if you get so small that there's nothing smaller than you, and you're just floating up like in the amoeba fluids, or the. the I don't know. Because how, how far does life because, go? Right. And that's the thing. Because you're like, you're like the base levels of amino acids. That's not life. That's just. Because Thanos is thinking macro, where you need to think micro. That's right. all. All right. We'll see if you're right in a few months. Well, sh- well, sh- well sh- yeah, I can't talk. We shall, we shall see if I can not ever talk right. All right. Um, let's look at. I can do soundtracks. So, this is something that I wanted to kind of briefly talk about because one of the things that works for me watching movies is that you have a good soundtrack and if the soundtrack can work separate from the movie that means it has a way of still telling you the story through audio or through musical cues all right so that brings you back to that moment or 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 brings back feelings and emotions you've had in the past right so there are things in which you can listen to a soundtrack and if you listen to it, it has those beats or it has a, a special type of energy that you can just watch it or listen to it separately. So these are the ones that I highly recommend in reverse order. Uh, I have um, one, two, three, four. So going best to worst? Seven. No. These are actually these are the best seven soundtracks starting with number seven. Uh, the Teen Titans go to the movies. Can imagine what that's like. I know, but I listened to the soundtrack before I watched the movie, and I laughed my ass off. Hoopla on Hoopla, cool. So I re- highly recommend that. Ready Player One was the next one, number six, and I only do that because because you're not being from the '80s, and there's a there's lot a of nostalgia 80s. collection. Yes, right. so it's more like that. That's what I call the '80s, but in Ready Player One, um, and then there's a special. Um, version of um, what's a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory song in the world uh, of imagination. Oh, the mode of imagination, right? Yeah. So that version of world imagination, the way it's sung, plays. It's fanciful. It's it breaks me because I hear certain notes in there that I'm like, oh my god, it it really gets to me. And I'm not going to go any further to, to that. But like cat people? <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I, I kid you not. It's along that line. It's along that line. There are soundtracks in the past. Monty has a past with cat people. And it, it, yeah. It, it, it was a, a part of your emotional development. And yeah. It, yeah. So this is like, it rings on that exact same um, emotional level. So um, Luke Cage season two. If you like the first season... It kind of continues, but it adds more of a Caribbean reggae overtone. I think it's interesting when you watch Luke Cage season two. There's like all these bands in the background. It's yeah. like it's like like watching a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode at the Bronze. <laughs> right. like, today's featured music right, artist exactly. is this person. <laughs> Just like all right. So it, it's it it adds a whole nice additional layer of what the music you hear in that club. And of course, overall itself, I just was blown away by how rich that soundtrack is for 
as compared to Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, and Iron Fist, it's soulful and it's so rich. When you listen to the other soundtracks, it's like it's like the void of anything. I don't know. I, I agree with that, but I think the opening soundtrack for for Daredevil, I like that. That I'd, touches me. Right. I'm like, that's. I want that as a ringtone. I also want a House of Cards as a ringtone, but now I can't get that. I thought, it's, I thought it was um, Sherlock. Yeah, I had that too. The, maybe the, the, the one dun, who dun, keeps dun. moaning. Yeah, that's that's my ringtone. <laughs> that's that's my, that's my text thing. <laughs> Irene, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, like yeah. phone orgasms when people text me. That's great. Yes. Uh, yeah, but Cosmic Cards is a good yeah. soundtrack too, but now it's too stigmatized with yeah. the Kevin Spacey thing. But I agree. I like Daredevil as a theme, yeah. it's just cool. not continuous as a soundtrack. So. Yeah, it doesn't hold together very right. well. Uh, my next one is Aquaman. Aquaman is also, it's kind of like... I think it goes in waves, right? Uh, anyway, sorry. Sound waves? No. No. Don't do that. <laughs> I will kill Podcast you. is long enough already. It is. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it's like going on the third hour of the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. If you're still with us, thank you. If not, you're not going to fucking know what we're talking about. Um, it's like the Chevy Chase show. No, it's not the Chevy Chase show. Um, but it has, it sounds like Daft Punk underwater ish it has lots of good energy the one moment that i thought and i loved because again i listened to the soundtrack ahead of time there's a piece called oceans to oceans which it's a kind of an homage or a sampling of africa's i'm sorry toto's africa which was done by pitbull by done by pitbull which i laughed during that scene and you were the only <laughs> one <That's laughs> yeah, the two great. times that i watched this you were the only time you laughed Everyone else stay quiet, but basically, I catch things. Yeah. <laughs> they get into the Sahara in Africa, and there's that song playing. And I know it's funny, but I'm just waiting for someone to laugh, and the only time is because of you. But it's different. still a good song. I like it a lot. And it got a resurgence too. So I'm like, whatever. Um, Iron Fist season two. Oh God! Soundtrack. God no! Something redeeming came out of that. Something redeeming came out of it. Like I said. The, uh, at the end of the first episode, Danny Rand is punching like this metal door, and the music is blaring and it's creeping up. And I'm like, then it cuts to black, and the music continues. I'm like, holy shit, this is fantastic! I mean, this is the kind of soundtrack that I can watch without watching Iron Fist season. And two. imagine better things or different things happening. It is. On that note, it is so much better than watching season two. Do you run with it? Yes, I do. It's on that level of like, oh my god! If I need that kind of energy, it's perfect for that. But my god, I can't do season two anymore yeah. of Iron Fist because it was such a letdown. It's fine; it's been canceled. <coughs> okay. Yes, they'll never hurt you again. Everything else in the in, in that realm has been canceled. Uh, my number three, no, my number two, Black Panther, also is a great soundtrack by itself. The actual score. Is fantastic, and there's a separate soundtrack for the music, which is going to be more like pop and rap. But the score itself is perfectly tribal, more eclectic, and it's more uh, world-like music that I'm like, I love hearing that stuff. So it's fantastic. But my number one soundtrack of all time for this year is Solo. Solo. I'm Solo. surprised to hear you say that because, as I said. Those specific notes that you would hear 
<clears throat> is it John yeah. Williams? No. That's the exception. He made just a theme that you hear at the very beginning. That's just him. That's John Williams. The actual composer escapes my name, uh, his name right now. But he took that, ran with it, and then he put in, like, when the Death Star, I'm sorry, when the and Millennium Falcon leaves the Death Star and is being chased by TIE fighters. And that. Right, it has a tribute. Right. It, those notes are in there. When you hear the asteroid field scene in Empire, it's in here. So it plays to those notes in certain situations combined with this new theme. It is like what. The, the the void of Last Jedi, which had no energy whatsoever, mm-hmm. this has so much energy, and you can watch and listen to this soundtrack in your head, and still get excited. That's what a Star Wars soundtrack should be about. Not this <clears throat> this kind of like lull and just the void of passion. Well, this yeah, has that. I mean, Star Wars is is weird when you touch Star Wars because it's. So it's got the Princess Leia theme. It's got the Imperial March. It's got so many things that are so familiar to us. Right. Uh, but then you create a completely different movie. Like, good luck with that. You know, it's just... Well, it's kind of like with, with Mary Poppins. When we hear Mary Poppins, that we've known all these songs for years, mm-hmm. could Mary, like Mary Poppins Returns capture the spirit of that? And it does in some degree. It, it does. But like you said, if we take it out of context, right. I, it, it may not work. You can try and listen to the soundtracks before seeing the movie, right? But sometimes you should see listen to the soundtrack after seeing the movie, right? Because it just to give it its credit. No, no, know? I know, but that's that's a good example to say that it may work better with the visuals as opposed to by itself. So, but you know, Mary Poppins does returns to kind of get some of the spirit back, but it's nothing like. Spoonful of sugar, or let's go fly a kite. Not yet. It, it's, it's, right, remember, you need time. You may need fucking Mary Poppins t- took place fifty. Oh, I said fuck it again. Uh, it's an error rated R. Stop saying fuck. Uh, so, <laughs> what the fuck is Fucker. We're now. I mean, it's been fifty years since Mary Poppins. Right, and, and we that's have so you've much... seen that so many times. Right, right. and it, it's again beloved. So it's right. it's iconic. Right. This movie, maybe with time, we'll see. It's doing okay in the theaters. Right. But Solo, brand new, hits me in the right spot. That harkens back to those original soundtracks that John Williams did. So I'm hoping that, look, I love John Williams. I know he's not going to be here much longer. But I'm okay if this guy takes over and does Star Wars music for the rest of the franchise, whoever. Please it's, do me a favor. Please pitch that documentary, that that score. Score, yes. That, that was a wonderful bit of a, a documentary. It was a really nice film. Yeah. And I, I, I would definitely recommend it. If you have not seen it, basically, it's a documentary on those music composers that I love and, and listen to their music and feel passionate about. Now you have a face. Face with the name. With the name. why I'm so happy. Thank God. Now I know what he looks like. So, so it's not just a, a, na- a, a nameless person or faceless person, I should say. Um, but it makes sense to see how integral it is to have that be a component to a movie that works visually and auditory together because without it you will not have this active experience so it's important to have soundtracks to enhance those movies so those are my seven that i would highly recommend so if you have not watched or seen or listened Go yourself, to, go to the movies, or go through Hoopla, listen to the soundtracks, and just listen to that. And I guarantee you're going to have 
a really good time doing that. So those are my top seven, which is a weird number. But there were other movies that didn't work at all for me with soundtracks, so I'm not even bothering going to do that. So on that note, the last thing we're going to be talking about, just kind of briefly, mm-hmm. movies that are going to be coming up in 2019, which we already are. But, um, we're in it now. Yeah. So starting January next Friday, the 18th is Glass, which we're already hearing kind of mixed reviews, which I'm kind of... I'm going to see it one way or another. I know. You have no choice. Yeah. because You've got to finish the trilogy. Right. But we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, let's move into February. We have Lego Movie 2, the second part, and hopefully Alita the Battle Angel is going to stay there and stop moving. <coughs> it's anime. It doesn't have a good chance. I mean, it is a manga. Yeah, uh, so it goes to the shell. And I bought that over the holidays. I bought really. it too. Yeah. I, I liked it. It just didn't get legs. Yeah. And I, hopefully in the next, in this coming year, I'll get to finish the the type of podcast in which I want to compare, do the versus podcast with Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson and the anime version of Ghost in the Shell. So. Good luck with that. That anime version is really complex after a while. First hour is fine. I'm like, oh, this is easy. I got away. Oh, what happened? <laughs> what the? I looked away from the screen for two seconds. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Um, so that's February. Um, I forget why I put down Chaos Walking on March 1st. Mm. Uh, uh, but March 8th, we have Captain Marvel. And it's been confirmed by uh, Samuel L. Jackson that Captain Marvel can't time travel. But as you and I are worried, this movie could tank because everything that we've seen so far about the trailer seems to be kind of a lackluster wooden performance. Wooden performance from yeah. Green Horse, which mean I don't think it's her fault because I actually have rented room. Um, but you got a Oscar for that, right? <clears throat> so I want to see that because I want to believe that it's not going to be. If it falls, it's not her. Could be writing, could be directing, could be a lot of things, right? But the, again, the trailers just seem to be kind of like. Uh, it has to hit with that character. But it frightens me the way that so much is, is relying on this right. hitting. I mean, we'll all go see Avengers Infinity War anyway, but not, a lot of people didn't like the Ant-Man and Wasp movie, Hence which me. is which should yeah. have really... But this is the lead-up, so right. you can stumble, but... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the 15th of March, we have... The Ides of March. What's happening on the Ides of March? Here's my finger. Dun, 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 dun. Two by two. Um... Us by Jordan Peele. This is going to be his next That's movie. That's the, the African American family yes. that has the mirror of African American family. What's that in the driveway? Stay here. I'm going to go investigate with this bat. <laughs> don't do that. Don't ever do that. You call the police with that shit. You don't get out of the house. You don't get out of your car. You don't do anything that stupid crap. <sighs> so, uh, the 29th is Dumbo. Which I have no desire to see Dumbo. I've never seen the animated movie. Then you can't talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. You it, it, should see. No. I'm talking the crows about... Crows are racist. It's great. <laughs> Number six for you. <laughs> uh, the problem we have is, is Disney adapting... Live action. All I... their animated into live action. That's the problem that I have. You know... 
I, I understand that, how you feel about that, but I also think, you know what? It's for a new generation. And it's it's not bad to reimagine. I thought Beauty and the Beast was a little too soon. Mm. Dumbo's is from like a long time ago. It's kind of okay. Aladdin is weird. Yeah. You know, it's literally a shot for shot. But the thing is, same thing with Lion King. Yeah, but they, at least they cast Lion King correctly this time. Look, I can make my voice sound African American too. You know, I can sound different. It doesn't have to be because I am black. I should be cast as. A, well, no, I'm not saying that, but it's you know, it's. But you're a lion. I can be a lion. Or you can, can be a be cowardly telling, lion, sure, I, if you want. Or I can be telling the truth. Ah. <laughs> no, it's okay. If it, if it, it'll, it'll generally work because Disney's a juggernaut. Disney rarely fails. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand, but you don't have to watch it. I know. But it just... I didn't, it goes back to the time that I had to... Hate watch. Beauty and the Beast, right. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> you want to see Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I was willing to watch that crap. And have you seen it yet? It's on, it's no, on Amazon. No. Just, no. No, I only did that because my daughter was in a concert. <laughs> okay, right. And I was like, I'll be over here in the mall with my mo- uh, my, my, my wife and my son. <clears throat> we'll find something to watch. Sadly, that was the only thing that was at that time. And it made coincide. a buttload of money. That's the other thing, too. Just because it makes a buttload of mo- a movie. Sorry. Just because it makes a buttload of money doesn't make it a good movie. No, well, Venom beat Wonder Woman. Right, exactly. I don't know how that happened, right. but I'm like, okay, people will watch what they watch. Right, and then Aquaman was killing it in China before it came over to overseas. Not that it's not good, but sometimes, depending on how it hits the audience, it, it just takes over. But in the end, what money, how much money it makes doesn't matter. The question is, do you enjoy it? And in my case, I will not. You won't, you won't watch them. All right, what else we got? Um, <clears throat> sorry. This lost my face. Uh, move on to April. April 5th, we have Shazam. So about a month later after Captain Marvel. Yeah. Superhero big. Big superhero. Yeah. So if they hit correctly with their version of big as a superhero and Zachary Levi makes a good transition, he can be... Do you see him joining the other... you see him in a Wonder Woman movie? you see him in an Aquaman movie maybe in the future? I enjoyed watching Chuck the first couple of seasons. I've enjoyed him in watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's great. He is geeky. He is nerdy. He is... I think that... Like, if there's going to be like a Chris Pratt version, like in Guardians... Mm-hmm. It can work. Have, it could work. You can do the exact same guy um, in, in, for DC. So I think it may work in that sense. But Captain Marvel has to kind of falter in order for Shazam to have a hit. Because otherwise... Yeah, gonna... no one's going to see it. Right. Next, we have Pet Cemetery the remake. And that's going to be also on the 5th. I know you got scared during the trailer. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. That, that puddle was already there. You squeaked. <laughs> I, um, I liked the first one... Uh, Denise Crosby. With was Denise in Crosby. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like reason why. Eighty something. What right. are you doing? It's all because of wasn't that yard. Who didn't like her? Uh, April twelfth, Hellboy with David Harbour. I'm curious about that one. A lot of people are, and a lot of people are not liking it, just because 
when you watch the trailer, you think it should sound like Ron Perlman. It doesn't. It should look like Ron Perlman as Hellboy. It doesn't. And it's... I'm not saying that it's going to be a hard act to pass after Ron Perlman, but damn it, it is going to be a hard act to, to match. It's not like James Bond that you can kind of make it your own, give your own swagger. Yeah, but, but, but Mike Mignola is involved in this production. Right. So and I know, I know, I know. So that, that has bonus points. It, it may not necessarily be the best thing either. Because Worst sometimes case scenario, it becomes cult. It'll cast to someone. Will someone will right. love this. Movie. I hope that it surpasses my expectation that it's not going to suck. The very least, be better than the last Hellboy movie. Don't be a vacuum. Don't mm. suck. Don't suck. All right. So, May 3rd, we get finally Avengers 4 Endgame. Let's see how this all plays uh, out. We know nothing about it. I, I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Just watch it. We will. May 17th, John Wick 3 Parabellum, which you haven't seen any John Wicks. No, I started watching, but then my friend was watching. I got two cents about the killing of the dog, and I, I had know. to turn it off. I and I was like, okay, I, I, I guess I'll watch this alone. And, and I, I agree. I didn't not like we, that. We, we just, it came out of nowhere. My friend's like, nope, turn it off. Right. Done. But Okay. The connection to the dog. I understand. Makes sense. And the bloodlust is now satisfied watching that movie because that is the representation of the last thing his wife gave him. And that makes it so worth it for me. And that's the only reason why I would watch it. Kind of like now I can watch Baby Driver because I know Kevin Spacey will die horribly. Horribly. In the end. <laughs> he'll get up and he'll get hit again. <laughs> so that's... But it's amazing that John Wick is still continuing. I think it's the exact same director who also wants to do a Highlander reboot. And I'm kind of on board with him if they go forward with that. But there's also going to be, uh, I think, a John Wick series, TV series. So we'll see. Um, Boy, the, the quality on that's going to drop, but okay, sure. Believe it or not, I've been surprised how well it, to, to do kung, uh, kung Fu consistently yeah. good and be like not bored. I can't believe the Kitteries can do that. Like, you know, you can do a few things right, you can be a. a he, he, you the know, Matrix, just, yeah, yeah, Matrix then, uh, it was reinvented to do this, and I, we'll see. Uh, on the 24th, the live-action Aladdin by uh, it's a Guy Ritchie, right? I think so. Yeah. And Will Smith will be blue, so he says. Yeah. I don't care. And again, it's not that I was upset about the blueness. I'm just upset that they're doing a live-action movie that I enjoyed as a kid that has no <laughs> point to being remade. Literally, is a shot-for-shot movie just like why are they remaking Psycho shot for shot there's nothing new and that flopped badly with the Gus yeah. Van Zandt yeah that was terrible but we'll see what happens I don't know this is all new material or all that, that's I think uh, if you kind of try, uh, play with that that format lose something new do something that's kind of familiar but change again, it again it's not for you I mean you, you're you supposed to take your kids to this movie I know but as an adult and a child I should be entertained both ways I mean my friend Lori had never seen Beauty and the Beast and she saw the Emma Watson right. uh, one and she was fine with it she was like it's good I'm like no it's not <laughs> but okay Yeah. I have to go back and show her the original right. but, but now she's got this in her head first right. which I whatever 
And I think the reason why I hated Beauty and the Beast, and I'll say this again, so in case my daughter, who is listening one day to this podcast, is because she played Beauty and the Beast as a little girl every day for dinner. And I got sick of watching Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so you have a prejudice for it. Oh, yeah. But it gives you it gives you backstory that we didn't have before. Like, I'm, her mom gets killed by polio. I had no idea. And I couldn't give a fuck. I know. <laughs> Suddenly we can time travel? Wait, what the fuck? I didn't know the book could do that. Magic Mirror could do that. That's weird. Go ahead. Keep going. Never mind about the live action talking cup and, and pot and... Ju- forget it. Chip. No. Cogsworth. No. Lumiere. No. No. Just leave it. Um... Mrs. Potts. Yeah, cool. She's from Colorado. Go ahead. May 31st. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I cannot wait for that to happen. I know you can't. And when we wanted to see Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, the trailer was out there on the big screen, and it was just phenomenal. Much, much better the scene on the big screen than it is on TV. I'm hoping that's in 3D. I definitely want to see that in 3D. Of course you do. No, I did see it in 3D, the first one. So, yes. It will um, be 3D. I'm definitely going to see that. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that you need to see. In the first 3D. one with Brian Cranston. Yes. So, even though it's like limited Godzilla action, I was ecstatic to see Godzilla on the big screen done so well. Even if it's just the last 20 minutes. Because that's what a Godzilla movie does. You don't blow your wad in the very beginning. You save that shit and you build up the excitement. And then you blow it at the end. <laughs> Kenny Watanabe had this one line like, no, let them fight. And this was like, no, we will be his pets. He's just like, great. Let's go with that. Here's your paycheck. Thank you. Cut the check. <laughs> All right. So moving into June, this is going to be questionable, but we have Dark Phoenix, oh. which is the. I'm not even going <clears> to. <throat> I'll wait. I'll wait. Thank you, Pass. I, I have a thing for. Uh, what, what's her name? One was playing Dark Phoenix. Right, whatever, yeah. yeah her it's, name. It was, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones girl, whatever. Her. Uh, I think I have this right, but I could be wrong. The 14th is going to be the Men in Black International, which is a new title. Right, which but, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm surprised I'm okay with that. We'll see. I'm, I'm just... Wait, something's coming out July 3rd. What's coming out July 3rd? Well, I haven't gotten to July Oh, yet. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait. June. Uh, so... Oh, Stranger Things. That's never. That's, that's a yeah, Netflix Stranger Things is, is season so, three for the Fourth of July. Right. Um, Toy Story Four is coming out on twenty first. Ah, it's a gamble. So was making uh, Toy Story Three. Yeah, but that's a trilogy. Uh, it was, but, but my mind remember, was never. Remember, remember the trilogy. Crystal Skull. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, but it, in my mind, I'm like, why are we doing another Toy Story? I don't know. How could you possibly? Top- oh my God! You topped everything else you've done before. You made my ass cry. A grown man crying about animated toys, passing the torch, so to speak, to another little girl. But, but the story's done there. Right. I agree. Why are we doing this again? But we'll see how this turns out. All right. So you're, you're still giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. But again, Pixar has not had a great track record lately. It's because John Lasseter keeps hugging people. No, he's no, gone No, he's now. working over at uh, DreamWorks now. He's no longer with... with no, yeah. no, So stop hugging him. Sorry. <laughs> that was rude. I'm sorry. Uh, the June 28th, there's a movie called Cowboy Ninja Viking. That sounds like the Lego movie, too. <laughs> it's sort of like that. It's basically like 
if I remember correctly, it's something like a combination of uh, a kid or an adult harking back to kids, like what you want to be, and like mashing up that kind of world together. Okay. So I know I put that down for a reason, but it was one of those, oh, I think this might be uh, one of those unexpected little gems. All right. Now we get into July. Aside from uh, Stranger Things, things uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. We'll sh- we shall see how that plays out. But Mysterio is the villain with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Nick Fury's in it? Yeah, Nick Fury's going to be in it. And, of course, Tom Holland is back. So I'm happy about that. And Zendaya. Zendaya. It was MJ. Like Mary Jane. That Mary Jane? Yeah. That one. Mary Jane, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. All right, July 12th. Uh, again, subject to uh, rescheduling, but the Top Gun 2. Maverick. Talk about a movie we never really needed to have a sequel, but apparently... Tom Cruise wanted it. He wanted it. <laughs> Val Kilmer wanted it. Val Kilmer just wanted more hamburgers. But uh, Rene, is it Rene Russo? The love interest? I don't know. In the first one? Uh, that's Kelly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her. Hearts of, I can't remember her name. I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, Meg Ryan's not going to be in it because Tom Cruise killed Goose. The 19th of July is no, going to be... I think it's Goose's son, though, is in it. So Meg Ryan might be in it. Oh, really? I think, I think it's Maverick Trang's Goose's son. That's why. Something like that. So what's good for the son of Goose is good for the kid. There. All right. July 19th, The Lion King live action, which is not really live action. It's more like CGI. <clears throat> it's not really live action. So is Aquaman, but whatever. No, you have real actors. In a CGI world. Oh, okay. So there were mocap? Yeah. So James Earl Jones is going, yeah, could you just crawl a little bit more? James Earl Jones like, no, I that cannot. That is bullshit. <laughs> I don't crawl. What am I, some kind of Benedict Cumberbatch, bitch? <laughs> um, the other one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know why I put it here, but that's for the 26th. And I put down the letter Q. I don't know why I did that. The internet is for porn avenue Q. I don't know. No. No porn. There's no porn on this list. <laughs> There's no porn now. in this podcast. All right. August. Moving into August. Now we're going to dangerous territory here. We have the new mutants. The two X-Men movies were already having problems, and now that yeah. one's being pushed to Doing August. Reshoots. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Artemis Fall, August 9th, which is Owen Koffler. I can never pronounce his name correctly, but he's a kid's book author. Uh, I'm familiar with it. And he took over for um, Douglas Adams for the Hitchhiker series and the books. So he wrote um, a book that I did a book review for, or not a book review, a book club. Um, It was like a steampunk version, and I'm blanking out my name, but if I remember it, I'll put it in the notes, but... Really enjoyable. I can't believe this is going to happen, but they're going to remake the Cannonball Run, August sixteenth. Who's in that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure Jamie Farr be in it. Not Burt Reynolds. Not Dom he, DeLuise. Not, well, not Dean Martin. <laughs> not Sammy Davis Jr. But maybe Adrian Barbeau and her Bobo Bobots. 
Jackie Chan, but Jackie Chan was in Cannonball 2, I think. No, Cannonball first 2. one. Really, was he? He was in the first one. All right. Yeah. Oh, they can bring, I don't know, Jet Li. Let's keep moving. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right, so going back to September, we have the second or chapter two of It. All right, that, that, that's going to be formidable. Yeah. Um, like I said, I enjoyed watching the TV miniseries, and I think the second half where the kids are all grown up, and it was done by John Ritter, and you had Tim Curry as the damn spider, which is creepy as shit. Fantastic. This one, it's okay, but I would like to see how it all ends in, in that respect. Supposedly, there's a Metal Gear Solid movie coming out September 13th. That'll so, be interesting. Uh, it's a question mark on that just because of the date. That and video game movie. Right. Which has not, they just definitely don't hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tomb Raider was it's good. good. Yeah, I liked it. But, you know, Metal Gear Solid, like, why don't you just make Pac Man the movie where you're at it? With Chomp Chomp? Chomp Chomp. Or, like, uh, the cereal. You know, merchandise the shit out of it. Uh, September 20th, Downton Abbey. Oh, my God. Movie. So, Did you ever finish Downton Abbey? No, I didn't get to finish it. Only because after the second season um, with the guy, I forgot his name, who does Legion and the Beauty and the Beast guy, that guy. Right. Um, he leaves because he dies. Dan Stevens. Right. So when the next season begins, the wife is really depressed. Like, right. no, no, you take care of the baby. I'm right, just going right, to hear right. more. like. I'm done. I can't do this depressing stuff because I really felt bad for her. So, but I do want to finish the series just in time for the Downton All right. So, see, we do have culture on this podcast. It's not all by sci-fi and geeky and fantasy shit. We have some higher aspirations to be cultured. Yeah, so does Happy. Happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we're getting to some really good stuff. Um, October. October 4th, supposedly, is... Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix version of Joker. Okay. We'll see how it turns out. I'm hearing positive things about his performance. We'll see if it has legs. But it's like, how can you do like a, a Joker story without Batman? Well, obviously, we can do a fucking Venom story without Spider-Man. So That makes freakish amounts of money. That's yeah, so for a this, sequel. This I don't may, know how that worked, but okay. Don't make it happen. Um, we have Zombieland 2. With ba- back the original creator and the original staff, yes. Yeah, so that's going to be on October 11th. There's going to be an animated Adam's Family movie, which I'm kind of like... Who's we'll doing see. it? I don't know who's doing it, but I'll see who, who's there. Um, I don't know why I put this down. There's one for October 18th called You Are My Friend. I don't know why I put it there, but I did it for a reason. So, All right, November. Turn- Terminator 6. You're terminated, fucker. Even before you started, they're bringing back Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Linda Hamilton. I got Linda Carter in my head. Um, and of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, the whole timeline is all screwed up. I don't know why this is even happening. I'm, it's all fucked up. Maybe they're doing the Halloween. Just ignore it. Just this right, is right. Exactly. Two minutes. Two happened. Three never two, happened. Yeah, maybe just <laughs> four just, never just, happened. Genesis. What? Yeah. Sega? No. Um, <laughs> We have uh, Sega. We have the reboot of Charlie's Angels also on that day. Do we need it? I know. All right, another franchise video game to the big screen: Sonic the Hedgehog with the weird human calves. We'll okay. see how that works. Sure. Uh, we're gonna get Kingsman number three, but it's the prequel. 
to like the the beginnings is, of is Vaughn coming back, Matthew Vaughn? Yeah, yes. But it's but it's the prequel to how the Kingsman, and if they do the Statesman's storyline, like how the two of them met and grew, and that's I would be on board. The fourth one, uh, Taron will come back and do that. That's later. a risk, though. If, if everyone doesn't do well, you're not going to get a fourth one. Right. Exactly. Um, November twenty second, we get Frozen two. Finally, the Electric Boogaloo. Frozen was a mysterious hit that was edited at the last minute, and it, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, exactly. It's still, it's gonna do gangbusters. It's fine. regardless. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, but it, it has to have one song that everyone, every fucking kid's gonna sing to death. It has to hit that sense. You can just make a difference what the animation is gonna be, the storyline. You need that one big song. Yes, come on, Miss Menzel, Mrs. Menzel, come on, sing the song for us. Yeah. Uh, the twenty eighth. This is against questionable. Big Trouble in Little China. This is the kind of remake, reboot, not really. Kurt Russell? Dwayne The Rock Johnson promises he's not going to fuck with the original. Already? Stop it. Stop it. You've done fucking Titans. You're doing the Black... Uh, you're not doing the Black uh, Adam movie, but you're going to do fucking Jungle Cruise. You're doing everything but the one movie we wanted. So, and it gets worse. You want. I don't know if I want to see him go against, against Shazam. It's just going to... It could be disastrous. And, and then December 13th is, I don't know if this is possible, but it's going to be Jumanji 3 because oh, okay. the third one. Yeah. Okay. But um, Danny, I think Danny DeVito signed on for the third one. So I don't know if they're going to be ready by the end of this year, but that's questionable. So that's that. There's also a question about <clears throat> Masters of the Universe coming out the 18th. This is fucking December. I have heard nothing about Masters of the Universe whatsoever being a live action, let alone who's in it. And then, <coughs> December 20th, Star Wars Episode Nine. Wow, we got quiet there. <laughs> and then to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my comments off air, thank you. Yeah. How are you going to retcon this stuff, JJ? Fine, good luck. Uh, also on that day, Wicked, the the musical. That's okay. And I'll cats. Take that. And cats. I don't want cats. <laughs> <laughs> you like cats. I don't. You're gonna put cats to sleep. Lying. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> um, December twenty second, live action Cruella. Do you want to see a backstory on Cruella? No, live action. No. We did she that. She was such that, a that bitch. Was called, it was called that. 101 Dalmatians and 102 Dalmatians. So right. Glenn Close. That was fine. I know. Bill and Ted 3. Oh. December 27th. This is going to be falling right in that exact same spot that um, the the Sherlock and Mr. Holmes did with... Uh, what's yeah, Holmes name? and Watson. Holmes and Watson. Yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah, so Will, that, Fer- Will Ferrell and uh, John, John C. Yeah. yeah, so that flopped that. horribly. And that's dangerous, but we'll see. And then at the end of the year... Suppose it will get spawned a movie called Monster Hunter, which is another video game, mm-hmm. and Dune, which is not, I don't think, realistic because David Bautista, who played Drax, is the Beast Raban. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who played the, the professor in Thor, mm-hmm. is going to be the uh, Baron Harkonnen. And two unknowns about Jessica, Lady Jessica and Paul Atreides. 
they haven't finished. They haven't even begun filming. So, so there's no pushback, you think, yeah. probably. But I'm excited about Dune because there's Danny Villeneuve who did, did the arrival. Remember, right. And, and Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. 2049. So he said, I want to do this movie because I don't want anyone to fuck up Blade Runner. I think he did a great job. And Dune is a very big story, which I've read more than once. And I'm very excited about that. So we'll talk about that. So we are about, no, we are fucking done. This has been a very long podcast. Yes. I mean, literally, the sun is like almost down as it was nighttime. And then the, that's when the vampires The bees come are going to come, yeah. The creeps come out at night. The creeps come out at night. It's a rap song. Sorry. You look at me like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Gene. Monster. I want to thank you for being my friend. You're welcome, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, for helping me go through, uh, you know, the ups and downs of 2018 and just in life in general. So you've been a good friend to listen to me Babylon and give good advice about how to deal with things. No worries. And how to enjoy the things that we enjoy. Because without your insight, I would never get to watch and like love a lot of the things you do. So... Let's keep going. 2019. Let's hope it's a good year. Yeah. It's our year, baby. Sponsors. 2019. Hashtag. Please love us. <laughs> so, as always, you can always email us at show at gmail.com. You can follow me on the various social networks, especially on Instagram, since I've been more active on that than Twitter. At the handle at monster, but spelled M O N S T E R S Y F Y show. So, on that note, thank you to you, Mr. Gene, and thank you for all of you, the three of us who are listening to this podcast, who have made it through this long ass podcast. Thank you very much for listening to us and to the Monster Sci Fi Show podcast. It's sci fi from a certain point of view. And damn it, good night. Good night. <laughs>